You're listening to DraftKings Network. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but what? here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> This is our fucking city, and nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. Welcome back to the Neighbor Detective Podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast in the fucking world. Fucking terrible, dude. <laughs> you guys fucking stink. Are you kidding me, Nestor? You said it's not a rivalry no more. Maybe it's because when you guys lose Aaron Judge, you can't win a fucking baseball game. You think that has anything to do with it? I mean, what are we talking about, Nestor? You fucking. Are you kidding me with that shit? The fuck are you talking about, Nestor? The Boston Red Sox welcome the New York Yankees to Fenway Park for a three-game series. They take the first one by a score of 6,000 to nothing. They get rained out on Saturday, so they got to play two on Father's Day in New York. Who's your daddy? It's the Red Sox. You got to wait. Hold on, Tyler, one more time. Please, one more time. again. On Sunday, you have Jake. Our very own Jake saying reverse sweep. We got the New York Yankees sweeping, which is why Jake is a cult hero around these parts because it was not one win against the Yankees. It was not two wins against the Yankees. It was all three games victories for the Boston Red Sox against the New York Yankees, Jake. And you know what? You know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. About the 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 state of where the Red Sox are, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to smell the roses right now. I'm not saying that something drastic happened with the season. I'm not saying, hey, is that the turning point? I'm not saying anything like that. But it just feels good to get that one. Feels good. It feels good to sweep the Yankees. I don't care if they don't have Aaron Judge. I mean, Yankee fans were tweeting me all weekend, be like, oh, yeah, you caught us at the right time. Yeah, we caught you at the right time the last time. We fucking took two out of three at Yankee Stadium last weekend. Then you guys come to Fenway Park, and we fucking wipe our asses with you. Three games. See you later. And uh, it's, you know, I think Aaron Boone before, I can't remember if it was before the first game or the second game where he came out and was like, you know, look at our lineup. Like, we should be... We should be better than this. Like, this guy, he can hit. This guy, he can hit. Like, like one guy does not define us. Well, Mr. Boone, I'm here to tell you, one guy does define your team. You guys fucking stink without Aaron Judge. And kind of what I said last weekend, I said, you know, the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry went from both fan bases telling each other that the, that the other team sucks to now it's just Red Sox fans saying the Red Sox suck and Yankee fans saying the Yankees suck. I think... 
right now it's kind of just we're all saying the Yankees are just not good. And I Yankee fans are not sitting here being like with their tails tucked between their legs. They they know the deal. They know Ooh. that without Aaron Judge, their team is not shit. You think that they disagree with that? No, I, I think they agree with it, but I think there was a lot of butt hurt tweets coming in. A lot of Red Sox fans, I threw it up. I threw up the Nestor quote up there to say, thank you for the bulletin board material, who immediately underneath are like, are you fucking serious? You've been waiting to poses, yada, 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 complaining, crying, screaming, everything above. Because you know mm. why? Say what you will. They've acted like the Red Sox are the poverty of poverty. Like we are absolute basement dwellers. Well, yeah, we're a basement dweller in the AL East. We're two games about 500 at the same time. Yeah. You know, we're not some team that's sitting here, you know, barely clinging on to, you know, being 10 games under 500. No, we're a mediocre baseball team. That's kind of going back. The Red Sox are two. They're they're in last place. They're two games out of a wild card spot. Like that's it. They're Yankees fans back at the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, fine. They're two games back of the fucking Yankees, and they're a game and a half behind the Blue Jays. Like, don't let the whole like last place in the AL East thing fool you. The Red Sox are very much in it right now. Uh, being in last place—that's such a like it. It is the lamest chirp that you could ever throw at a Red Sox fan. Oh, last place, last place. Like, all right, fine. We're two games behind you. <laughs> two games behind you, and you're not even. You're in what third place? It's it's very it, I don't want to call it a top heavy division, but now that play is completed, uh, you've got the Tampa Bay Rays are obviously in first place. Five games behind them are the Baltimore Orioles, and then ten and a half games back are the Yankees. Eleven back are the Blue Jays, and then twelve and a half back are the Red Sox. So it, when you look at the AL East, like yeah. Could the Orioles make it interesting? Sure. I don't think that they will. It's Tampa's division. Fine. But then you just have the wild card conversation of the Orioles. Like I think Will Fleming said this on the pregame. Whoever finishes second in the American League East, you've got the top wild card spot. Congratulations. That's probably true. The Angels, they're hanging around. Like The Angels have the second wild card spot. Very much surprisingly. I, I did not expect them. Uh, I think I did pick them to make the playoffs on Baseball is Dead, but after seeing them play for like the first couple of months, I was like, and eh, you know that, that was stupid. But they're they're the second wild card team right now. Then uh, you have the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees tied for that third wild card spot, who have both lost four straight. Then you have the Toronto Blue Jays, a half game back of Houston and New York, they've lost two straight. And up their ass, you have the Boston Red Sox, two games back. They've won four straight. Like, this is the, the wild card. Again, like, I know that it was my first uh, bet in the state of Massachusetts, Red Sox to make the playoffs. That's not a guarantee. That's not a promise. Uh, it's not something that I feel super great about. No call it, but no one's calling here it we likely. Are. No, but here we are on June 18th, and it's very much still on the table. It's not a pipe dream. Uh, you've got these you've got teams in front of you that are super talented that are expected to be there. Like the Astros are expected to be there. The Texas Rangers. I didn't think that they were going to be this good. They're for real. I'm the only person that stuck with them on baseball's dead. I gave everyone the chance to switch from Houston to Texas. I was the only one that did it. Um, but I, I expect them to win that division. And Houston, they, they they're missing Jordan Alvarez right now. Kind of the same way that that the Yankees are missing Aaron Judge. So. We'll see how that that plays out, but it ain't over yet. You can't like 
the the least triggering chirp that you could say to a Red Sox fan right now is last place. Because that don't mean shit in this division. Being in last place in the AL East, that don't mean shit. Like, aren't the, don't they have like the same record or better than the Minnesota Twins who are in first place? Uh, twins right now, they are sitting at, I got it right in front of me. Yeah, they're 36 and 36. The Red Sox are two games over 500 right now at 37 yeah. and 35. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. The Red Sox, the Red Sox have a one game lead over the Minnesota Twins. I think the panic from Yankees fans or some of the anger, the frustration is, you know, with Aaron Judge, I thought they thought this was going to be a smaller thing. Now Judge is dealing with another ligament, kind of giving him soreness in that toe. He got the plasma injection. And when Aaron Boone kind of just tells you, I don't know, we're, we're going to have to wait. It's going to be another day. And everyone loves Aaron Judge. It's not laughing at him or anything like that. But you made the point on Twitter earlier this week or earlier today or whatever it was. He is that entire team. If you lose Aaron Judge, they turn into shells of themselves. Because you're not going to have old man Josh Donaldson who is just, he's cooked at this point. Let's be 100% real there. Like, he's not the player he once was. Anthony Rizzo doesn't look fully healthy. He's struggling out there. You need that guy in the center of all of this. And he's not there. And it's looking like he's not going to be there for a bit. And this team, like, mm-hmm. takes one bad month. Takes bad, Look at what happened in one month to the Red Sox. How many ups and downs and what they kind of went through and they came out of it. If the Red Sox could benefit from a team like the Yankees going through something like that for a month. We're going to be right there, and then we're talking, oh, we're at the trade deadline. They're 9-14 and 14 without Judge. Um, the Toronto Blue Jays have been disappointing this year, and that's why another point that, that Will Fleming made on the pregame, when you're playing less games against divisional rivals or divisional opponents, they, they count more. It means more. To, to go out there and sweep the New York Yankees tonight, That meant a lot in the grand scheme of things because we don't see them again until what? August? August. And that's in the Bronx. They don't come here again until September. So, (laughs) yeah, it's like I I, I like the new schedule because it's basically the Shohei rule. Like, hey, let's get Shohei in every single ballpark. Let's get these these stars marketed and seen in every single ballpark. And I like that. Um. But then when you talk about a division like the AL East and you want to make up some ground on these teams, well, you don't see them as much. So the head-to-head competition means that much more. So sweeping the Yankees versus taking two out of three, yeah, that is a big deal. That is a big deal because you're trying to get in. And and it's not just uh, about divisional opponents because we mentioned the Astros and, and the Angels are in the mix now. And um, there's only so many teams that can get in. But like you, we very realistically could be looking at a scenario where the entire AL East finishes above 500 and you have like two teams that don't get in. Yeah, I, like that. I think that's where it's likely going to go. I think the Red Sox, what this series meant for them wasn't, you know, some people want to say, oh, well, here we go. Playoff push or whatever it is. I, I still feel the same way I have. I think you do, too. The teams in front of them, the Yankees are going to get healthy. Judge will be back. Rodon now is going on a rehab assignment. Like They're going to get back to where they are. The Blue Jays, they're going to hit their stride as they usually do in the middle of the year. I expect them to be right in the middle of that. The Angels will probably fall out of it. The Astros, Jordan coming back. Those teams are going to be there. What I think was big for the Red Sox, you dropped two out of three to the Rockies. at What felt like rock bottom for a lot of people where you had a little momentum after going to New York and taking two out of three. 
this, you finally pulled yourself up and could breathe a little bit. You're two games over 500. You've pulled yourself back up from going underneath here. You took, you know, a sweep against the Yankees at home. The offense was leading the way in a big way. You still have Bayo pushing now looking like the ace that they're missing without the likes of Chris Sale being there. Okay. You're kind of, you got your feet underneath you again. It's not falling through the floor anymore. You can, you know, stop all the talk of all the, you know, Cora, Bloom, what's going on there. It's all falling apart in front of us. No, we're we're back on the tracks here. Now you kind of got to keep building off that momentum. Mm. It does feel nice. And that's why, that's why I don't particularly go full nuclear if I if I might be feeling a certain way on the negative end of the spectrum, I don't go full nuclear on the podcast just because I know how quickly things can change. And I'm not saying that I'm like super, super positive right you now. You just breathe, which is, which is an odd place to be. Yeah. Like you're just you, you bought yourself more time. You you put more oxygen in your tank is what you just did with that sweep, which is nice. Um, but. There's been a few series in in this first half, and again, I think that that comes with experience of being a fan, is how many times have we watched a full season of Red Sox baseball and gotten to the month of August, and then just, you know, think about it climbing a ladder, and you look down, and you see how far you've climbed that ladder. There's plenty of times where you get to August and September and you look down and you're like, man, I can't believe that I was that worked up about that series in May. That was so long ago and so insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Like that series, it sucked, but it didn't it did not make or break the season whatsoever. Uh I feel like if the Red Sox end up going on a run here and they get hot, we'll look back on that St. Louis Cardinals series and be like, Yeah, man, that sucked. And that felt like a, a like a real mm. uh turning point on the on the negative side of things but it didn't break them you know like if if they if, like i did not i still don't really know how to feel about this team if we're being honest like if we're being honest here like you sweep the yankees to get above 500 but it's more just it's been ebbs and flows and that's this that's where we are though that's a 500 ish baseball team we're like Sure. We're going to come on here sometimes. We're going to be like riding high off this series. And then you're coming off Colorado where you're like, how the fuck did that just happen? How did you just so, lose two out of three of the Rockies? So when I when I was over there uh, over the weekend, Friday, I was talking to someone in the dugout and player just kind of like try, huh? player. Yeah. Someone. Someone, yes. Where's a uniform? Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> and now it's going to sound like it's Cora. It was I'm not sorry. Cora. Um, so talking to someone over there. And it's kind of like, it's kind of the, the mindset that I was hoping that they would have in the room, which was our, like, we're hoping to stay in it, right? Until Trevor's story gets back. To us, like the season don't start until story gets here. And once he gets here, we're either going to take off or we're not. <laughs> so the the Trevor story return for I'm sure a lot of people in there is the mark of uh now we go type deal. You know, they've gotten uh James Paxton back and that that was a big deal. 
I feel like that truly wasn't appreciated to the degree that it should have been when it happened. Paxson's been huge for them. Uh, having Adam Duvall come back, which, you know, it's it hasn't been a situation where he's taken off and, and been the exact same guy that he was prior to the injury, but he had a big, he had a big hit in this series. Um, but yeah, I feel like not to put that pressure on Trevor story, but that seems to be somewhat of the sentiment over there where like, let's do everything we can to stick around until we have our complete team. And, and who's to say that they'll, they'll, have a complete team, right? Because if Chris Sale doesn't come back, then that's not the team that was it was intended to be, and they're still going to have to figure out a way to to patch that up. But you know, the the past couple of weeks here, watching some of these pitching performances from Garrett Whitlock and Tanner Houck, and we'll get to that. That fucking sucks. Um, but then Bayo again tonight was fucking awesome. So, and it just feels like. Whenever this Red Sox team has taken a step forward, something happens, right? Like, it's like Oregon Trail. Like, they make the, the forward progress, and then the fucking wheel falls off. And they make forward progress, and uh, the, the tent just got uh, a hole in it. It's, it's shit like that. And with the Chris Sale injury, and when the fuck is he going to come back? And then you have Paxton kind of emerges as this guy where it's like, well, well maybe... Well, maybe things are just going to fall into order here and maybe we'll, we'll be okay. And then Tanner Houck takes a fucking line drive off the face. But before we get to that stuff, uh, Tyler, this is your first, po- by the way, episode 100. Woo! About damn time. Oh, fuck yeah, baby. Fuck yeah. 100 episodes of the name redacted podcast which really which really is like how many how many episodes of section 10 were there jesus i don't know they fucking deleted them all i have no I was about idea to say, how, right? we, how many we got to i mean we should i think if you uh let's see the last episode 454 454 blaze jordan right yeah, yeah. Blaze Jordan, yeah. 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 So we've done 554 episodes of the franchise. But that's episode 100 of the name redacted uh, portion of program. Um, Tyler, do you have your haikus handy? I have them all in front of me. Oh, wait. No, I don't. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Christ. I, I wasn't. I, all right. I'm ready. Um. <clears throat> Read by Tyler Milliken. Socks. Put up 15. Turner and Yoshida mashed. Prayers up for Hauk. Socks bats are alive. Pavetta and Murphy balled. That's a series win. Father's Day, sock sweep. Brian Bayo is the ace. Hold this L, Nestor. Tyler Milliken.
in the top. Fuck you. That second. Did you say fuck you? I did. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. Fuck you. Uh, the disrespect and slander I got for that second haiku. The All right. So can I explain? Go ahead. Wait, can you read the second one again? Yep. The second haiku. One of them, I think the second line did not add up. No, there. it did. It did. I, I checked it. Socks, bats are alive. Pavetta and Murphy bald. That's a series win. Sound that shit out if you need to. Maybe. Pavetta um, and Murphy bald. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that. So bald seems to be your like crutch word in these haikus yeah it's a it's a you know a very uh easy way to describe like a you, nice need, performance. you need one syllable words to get more words in i get that but maybe let's find a, a different let's try a fucking thesaurus yeah i can i used to carry a thesaurus around when i was a younger <laughs> kid what what why what is this what is this bullying from you jake how did you feel about the haikus from tyler in this series uh yeah, the first one wasn't great. That was the second <laughs> one. What do you mean the first one wasn't great? No, game one today. Oh okay. Yeah 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 yeah. I mean yeah, I thought that I thought that the the first one was good. Uh, the second one, which would have been the first one today, was ass. And then you finished strong. You finished strong. You know, you got to realize when it comes to being an artist, not every song you put out is going to be a banger, right? Like you're going to drop some tracks that are like, ah, right, it was mid. Like, you know, you didn't fuck with it that hard. Yeah. But sometimes you're right. going to, you know, drop the next one. You always got to drop another because you never know when you're going to drop a hit. Right. But you're just always working on projects. A lot of projects. But giving me a 1.7 mm-hmm. out of 10. Yeah. 1.7. That, that's what I'd expect if not, if I just put random words in there, like a random word generator. I told you I I didn't like that you didn't acknowledge Father's Day. Uh, I didn't like that you didn't make any reference to ketchup. Uh, and I didn't like that you began establishing a pattern of using the word bald too much. I'll give you points on the ketchup. That's that's a mm-hmm. fair criticism. The Father's Day you can't put that in two haikus in the same day. I know, but it was the first one. What if the Red Sox didn't win the second game? And that's your fucking problem. That's a- the issue with your attitude right there. Because I knew they were going to win this <laughs> third game. I, I didn't have a doubt I in my mind. Then why didn't you pick Sweet? I expected a loss in the first game. I think we, ta- we all agreed uh-huh. on that. All yeah. I'm saying is Brian Bayo starts. The Red Sox win. Okay. All right. I mean, I, you know, two out of three is pretty good. Two out of three is good. Second one sucks. (laughs) Listen, do you want honest feedback or not? Do you want me to coddle you and tell you that everything you do is great? That's how that's how you fail to grow. I I I think if how many haikus have you dropped in your life? A lot. I I don't I don't see any haikus from you. That I had like a very funny. (laughs) (laughs) I had a very (laughs) funny haiku moment in my life. Mm -hmm. Um. I believe it was <laughs> I believe it was in like had to have been eighth grade. And I knew at the time, I mean, obviously when we just talked about this a couple weeks ago, I forgot. I thought it was words, not syllables, but at the time I knew it was syllables in eighth grade. And uh part of the test or quiz, whatever it was, it was like write a haiku and then I just all I saw was write a haiku and I was like oh let me like write something deep 
right now. Like, let me write something that's just going to fucking absolute slap. But, like, the test said, like, write a haiku about your puppy or, like, your pet or something. But all I saw was, like, write a haiku. So I fucking (laughs) wrote this haiku. I wrote this haiku from, like, a first-person, like, perspective of, like, on in, like, the World War II, like, <laughs> like the battle. <laughs> this is just and, like offensive. the field of battle. No, it wasn't offensive. It was, uh, it was a, it was a war haiku. Were you like, I see dead bodies? Like, what do you mean a first no, person but it was perspective? Something, it was something like that. It was something like that. H- how are you giving the perspective? Watch a lot of documentaries. Have that perspective. Dig it up. I want to hear. I want to hear this great artistry that you have in your disposable or disposal. Jesus, I don't know that anyone. Yeah, you don't even know words. Yep, um, that's embarrassing. Not a lot of people are doing World War II first person perspective haikus, but I was in eighth grade. It was. Uh, it was a risk. You you tried something different. Did you get points yeah. for it? Yeah, I think I think the first line was like out on the front line. All right, dude, <laughs> reel it the fuck in. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> Why did your head yeah. go there? Why? Why you just you like know. World War II? I guess. <laughs> like I just remember her, like correcting in red pen, being like, "Nice haiku," but I asked you about your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. God! It slapped though. It went hard. It went hard. Sure, not hard enough. Clearly, no, no, no. It went arguably too hard like she asked for a puppy haiku and i gave her fucking like <laughs> world war II. violence and death like i gave her like a normandy <laughs> haiku i'd write the greatest puppy haiku of all time no we'll, we'll see i want it by the end of the show you want a bullet or <laughs> a puppy haiku whoa sorry, sorry, whoa sorry sorry Whoa! I was already thinking. I was thinking about uh, my boy Jake. Did you not just like put two and two together that we were talking about like war and death and shooting people? And the in the first word that like Freudian slips out of his mouth is the dog that he killed. Yeah, classic Tyler. <laughs> Got a you lot prepared for this. Mm. Yeah, I saw on the section ten Reddit people were like voting on the bullet bit, and they were like, "Is it is it overdone?" And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their vast majority said, no, we need more bullet. So we'll keep killing them over and over again. Rest in peace, un- Uncle Bucky. Uncle Cubby. And, and rest in peace, Duffy McGinnis. Foster's finest. Speaking of uh, Uncle Bucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. I bet he loved Blue Moons, didn't he? <laughs> he drank one every night. Yeah, he did. He was actually drinking one right right before he hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was his favorite combo. He would always sit on the couch and he would <laughs> he would drink Blue Moons and eat fruit snacks. Yeah, as he as he fell down the stairs, the first time he hit the ground the blue moon actually mm-hmm. broke his fall but as he mm-hmm. as he rolled over and fell Saved further life. well no mm-hmm. it, the first <laughs> well, no. the second hit was just pure uh, mm-hmm. pavement did you ever do you remember any conversations you had with uncle bucky about coriander <laughs> they don't come to me exactly 
<laughs> Uncle Uncle Bucky had a way with words. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. I miss him every day. Um Jake, can you can you tell the good folks at home about Blue Moon, please? Beer is a tried and true baseball tradition, but Blue Moon is the only beer brewed by baseball. Blue Moon was born in a ballpark, first brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. Make it your one-of-a-kind baseball tradition, whether you're at the park or watching from home. I'll always miss having Blue Moons with Uncle Bucky and just talking about life. I've had Blue Moons with a lot of people, but honestly, with Uncle Bucky, it was just a whole different experience. A guy like Uncle Bucky only comes around once in a Blue Moon, and I'm just lucky enough to have known him and been able to spend that much time with him. R.I.P. Uncle Bucky and R.I.P. Bullet. With its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a -a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball to give you a dose of nostalgia and get you excited for the new season. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something one-of-a-kind? It's bold flavor, bright color, and iconic orange slice ritual guarantee a -a one-of-a-kind beer experience perfect for spring weather. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful bright color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Keep baseball traditions alive with Blue Moon Belgian style wheat ale. It's one of a kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for baseball merch and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Jared to find Blue Moon delivery options. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Jared. Blue Moon. Made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate that. Rest in peace, Uncle Bucky, one more time. Uh, all right, so let's talk about this series. I feel like we kind of we tickled it a little bit. We went big picture. Um, yeah, we went big picture, but I feel like a lot of what we're going to talk about through points of this year is big picture. Like This year is about big picture. Uh, I wish I wish things were different. Like I wish that we could go into a series against the New York Yankees and feel like, oh man, if we if we sweep this, like we're back in it. For me, once the sweep was complete, like once you see Brian Bale walking off the mound in the seventh, and you know they they pointed out on the broadcast about how they didn't have anyone warming up behind him and how Alex Gore was like, just go, like this is all you type deal. Um, that was cool because I picked up on that too. And that's been a thing in in a lot of starts recently where Bayo's going deep into starts and Atlanta against the Angels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're just seeing Cora be like, all right, kid, go get him. And trusting in him and believing in him and um not having someone just ready to deploy if things go south. He's just trusting that things won't go south. And <clears throat> I I can't remember a time where things did go south. Like, can you remember a time where Bayo ran into trouble at the end of an outing where he had to be yanked in the middle of an outing and it wasn't like a he's at a hundred and something pitches? Like, that's why we're getting him versus like, hey, he's at 96 pitches and we just need to get him because he's out of juice. No, the closest thing is maybe Atlanta, but he was able to shut things down and it, and it didn't get out of hand. I thought even like tonight, Casas makes a stupid play throwing to second base. Mm-hmm. Now he has two runners on no outs. What are you going to do? He settles right in. He doesn't even give up a run. Like, that's the maturity you look for in a guy you're hoping becomes your next ace or at least, you know, a number two type of pitcher. I think that's what core is trying to push him to become in front of our eyes. And the way he's pitching out there, how confident he is on a national stage against the Yankees back to back. Like how? Yeah. Say what you want about the Yankees lineup or whatever it is. That whole lineup just saw him. 
and they look just as lost as they did a week ago when their only two runs came on that lucky Jose Trevino ball off the second base bag. Like those two runs from the last start. Yeah, he gave one run in the first inning today. He should have really 14 innings of one run ball against the Yankees. Um, I think with the Bayo experience, it is, uh, it's been, it's probably been one of the most fun things to watch this year. Um, uh, Jake, would you mind sending the link to Coley Mick? Oh, I can do that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. How special for episode 100. Episode 100. Calling Mick. Uh, yeah, I, like that's been one of the most fun things for me is watching the development of Brian Bale. Like how many steps forward can he take? How and, and you use the word maturity talking about it. For me, it's the difference of when you get put in those situations late in games, depending on who the opponent was. You mentioned Atlanta. Very good team. The New York Yankees. They should be a good team. <clears throat> but they're not. Um, it's it's do you when you find yourself in these situations late in games, you know, two runners on nobody out uh, your pitch counts getting up there. Are you someone that is going to get rattled because Casas should have just taken the out at first and tried to get an out at second and got no outs instead of the guaranteed out at first base? Um, or are you someone that is now going to become hyper focused because it is. You know, I'm I'm trying to get seven innings of one run ball here and you're going to fuck that up for me. Am I going to let that take me off my game or now in the face of danger? Am I going to lock it the fuck in so that this doesn't happen? It's like, I got your back, you know, like and, and that's what Bayo's done. Like anytime that he's kind of been in a situation like that, like there are guys in the past relievers starters it's not it's not an isolated incident where once you can hear the drama intensifying you know it's over you know it's done it, that happened to buckle it's all the time it's like ah shit bases loaded here comes a grand slam or here comes a, a three-run double in the gap with bayo you don't feel that way you feel like all right there's two guys on he's gonna lock in and we're gonna get out of this like i at no point did i feel like the the lead was in jeopardy that the momentum was about to change that's complete trust and i feel like that's something that it's a slow build to get there but that's why i was throwing out a series of tweets tonight about hey i'm going to i'm calling it this is the first front end starting pitching prospect that the red Sox have developed since john lester and people were saying clay buckholtz clay buckholtz was a big league arm he was a big league starting pitcher, no doubt about it. But outside of the first half of 2013, we're not talking front end of the rotation guy. He was supposed to be. He was he was compared to Roger Clemens when he first came up. He was no he was not Roger Clemens. You know, like no, he, had, he, he had a good year, he had a bad year. He had a good year, he had a bad year. And then he had a really good year in 2013, but it was only the first half. John Lester was a front end ace, front end of the rotation guy. Uh, for his entire career. And that's what we're hoping Brian Bayo becomes. But as of right now, I think a lot of Red Sox fans probably feel like that is most certainly in his future. 
Yeah, you like you said, the peaks and valleys with Clay Buckle. Do you go back to September of last year where we first saw this Abeo? Yeah, it was a little rocky in April as he tried to figure it out there. But since then, like he's already showing to be that pitcher. Like we're not sitting here anymore and saying, oh, you know, what what are you going to become? Like we're talking about a guy whose ERA is now below three five at his age and being able to kind of do that already. That's everything. And, you know, he sits there with defense. There's hard contact off of him, but he never looks shaken by it. The moment never looks too big. And I go back to even some of the stuff like, you know, we talked about it in L.A. when Cora had to go out there and tell him, hey, like your body language, you see that growth from him. He never gets upset anymore. And it goes back to that Jose Trevino ball off the bag where he laps it off. Jaron Duran goes and makes a great play on that Anthony Rizzo liner in the triangle. Instead of being like, oh, shit, he sees Duran makes a play. It's all loose. It's all fun. Pablo Reyes makes a play. Devers, all these different guys. You see him. He feeds off of it and the whole team feeds off of it. He's setting the tone when he's out there. And that's that's what the best pitchers in baseball do. And now there's already a sense of Bayo day. Like when he's on the mound, you feel like, hey, the Red Sox have their best chance out of any of these days to win a game today because he's going to go out there. He's going to pitch his ass off. He may not have his best stuff, but he's going to find a way most of the time. That's so hard to find in the sport. And when you're talking about what you're building towards, we've seen all these different teams, the game changer for them when they go from these kind of middle tier teams to make that jump. It's having that number one, number two pitcher at the, you know, controlled usually, but at the top of a rotation, you can pencil Bayo in for the next five years into that role. And he's only going to get better. The command's only going to get better, right? Like we're seeing, he's still working through things out there. We are, we're not seeing the finished product, but if he went out this year and was rocking a four ERA and just getting by, you say, all right, yeah, he was working through those growing pains. It's not that he's already dominating lineups, lineups that have seen him already. That's really hard to do. That's really hard to do for a guy that had 50 innings at AAA a year ago when he got called up and they forced their hand. This isn't a guy who got to take his sweet ass time. No, he got forced into the big leagues, worked through some of those things, had awful Babbitt luck. Now you're seeing what it is. We're watching September of 2022 over now, you know, three and a half months into this year while he had forearm tightness mixed in. And that still wasn't enough to derail his season. I forgot about that. And like, um, like I, I think my thing coming into this year was I thought Brian Bayo was the best starter on the Red Sox. He's clearly that guy right now. And I appreciate what Paxton does. You know, Paxton, we know what the injury history is. We know that where he's at right now, I, I do expect some regression. I think with Bayo, we're watching a guy who's going to be one of the top young pitchers in this game for a long time. You pair him, a Whitlock, one of Cutter or Houck. Those are the roots of a team that's going to be able to have that longevity of a team like the Braves, as we're seeing in Astros, where you're competing year in and year out. So you mentioned him getting what under three and a half. Yeah, it's what, 341 or something. It is 349. Uh, So his first start of the season was against the Angels, and he gave up five earned runs in two and two-thirds innings. Since then, he's made 10 starts. It's a 2.86 with a 120 whip and a 8.26 strikeouts per nine, which isn't like, holy shit, but, you know, it's a 2.86 ERA. Um, 
So that's, I mean, you you lose a guy like Chris Sale, who in that same span made seven starts and had a 307, and everyone's like, fuck, we lost that. Well, uh, Sale, Sale had a 307 ERA in seven starts. Well, Paxton has a 309 in six starts. And uh, Chris Sale had a nine strikeouts per nine. Paxton's got a 1238. Over that span. The best velocity we've seen from him, like arguably throughout his entire career or really to his younger days. But you can say all this stuff like we talk sale. It's exciting. But we all know like it's going to be short lived. And at the end of the day, you know, there's one more year after this. James Paxson most likely shipped out at the trade deadline. Brian Bayo, that's the next five years. That's the window. That's the guy who is now at the center of everything you are building. Mm. But now. Like now. Net, shut up. Now. We are joined by a living, breathing father on Father's Day. His name is Coley Mick, and he has not one, but two children. Yep, two kids. Yep, and he's here. For episode 100 of the Name Redacted podcast. Episode 100, Coley. It's 100? Hundo, yeah. Wow. No Pete, huh? Yeah, Pete's doing hockey stuff. Hockey uh, ended. People, people, were, uh, people were asking about Brock Holt's involvement tonight. I could probably, I could probably see if we can get Brock Holt. Because Brock Holt told us that we were going to do every episode 100, right? Yes. Maybe I'll ask Brock. Brock Holt up mm. at 10.40 p.m.? You said you were going to do every episode 100 with us. We'll see if he whore. answers. Whore. Add whore. He got a new tattoo. He's like a Cubs fan now. Yeah, I did see that. What's up with that? Didn't care for that. Yeah, he's uh, he's exploring. He's also he's he's going senile, I think. He ran the marathon. Who does that? Yeah. Yeah, no, you can't do that. <laughs> no. Who if if you're someone that's like, my idea of a good time is to run 80 miles and then shit my pants. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? That's the marathon. That's exactly what it is. Why didn't you ask me? Did it happen already? It's happening. Right now, you won't come on. Throw the whore thing in. Yeah, whore. <clears throat> Let's see if he comes on. I bet you we will if, if I call him a whore. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah, save the, keep that ace up your sleeve just for when he says no. Yeah, like if he contemplates it, like, I feel like he's going to come back with like, oh, so you didn't plan in advance. And then you didn't like roll out the red carpet for me to, to come on. That's what he's going to say. And then I'll hit him with the whore. Yeah. Be like, I, we're going to talk some cubs. We'll get some cubs. <laughs> yeah. <on deck." laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, Bayo's the best. He's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, tonight, this little something, <clears throat> something from my people back home. This was the first time ever that two Dominican born starting pitchers went head to head in a Red Sox Yankees game. 
Really? Yep. I feel like that's the Yankees' fault more than ours. Probably. Gotta be. Yeah, I feel like they had, like, they they've had pitchers from Cuba. They've had pitchers from uh, Venezuela. Severino's Panama, been around obviously. a while, though. Huh? Severino's been around a while now, though. He's been alive a while. He hasn't been like a baseball pitcher. Well, what what not Dominican pitchers have we had since? We're not talking about us, all right? It's <laughs> listen. They I saw uh, a little stat right before we we jumped on. This was the lowest run production and a Yankee doubleheader in which they lost both games since 1970. Nineteen mm. seventy. Like it technically happened against the Braves in twenty twenty, but they played fourteen total innings and that that does not count. So mm. nine inning double header. That you have not seen a Yankee team be this but so that's anyone who's like, Oh, we don't have Aaron Judge. Mwah. Like you didn't have him for those fifty years either. So I really <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I just don't. Yeah, I was interested to get your take on that because I felt like you probably had a uh, a more poised perspective on uh... <laughs> Brock just said, he said, I'm in bed and I will so come on. <laughs> That's right. How do I get how do I send him the link, Jake? I'll email you the link. Yeah, you have. It. How else did you get in here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have the link. I am the link. Yeah, that's right. I am the link. All right, I'm going to send it to Brock. In bed. <laughs> He's in bed, yeah. But it's also like the Yankees lost what? 6 2 game one? Yes. Yeah, today. 4 1 and then 15 to 5, which is very <laughs> funny. Uh, and, and only said on the broadcast, it's like a run and a half less per game. So none of those games would they win with Aaron Judge's involvement per bus, per the bust man, big bus. Big bus. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, I don't really know what anyone's talking about. Like Garrett Cole, I don't think he pitched this series. No, he didn't pitch the 15, five game. He's fortunate not to. Right, that's what I, that wouldn't have helped. That would have just got <laughs> no. Devers going. So there's like no world they would have won. They lost all of these games. They won once since Nestor Cortez started talking. Like an idiot. This team doesn't learn. And this is what happens when you give Aaron Judge the C on his chest. They all start doing boombox-esque things. Yeah. Nestor Cortez, I like Nestor. I typically like Yankee homegrown players. Like I, I don't really all ever hate homegrown? them. Who did we, he never pitched anywhere else? Did he? Did he make Seattle. a major league? Yeah. Did he? I don't I know. Mean, yeah, they like barely a major league team. Baltimore for a moment. That's Who shocking. Is, is he a is right. he a product of the Baltimore Orioles? Mm. Drafted right, by so the New York Yankees. In the That's what I'm finding round. out. He's a 36 rounder by the New York Yankees. Okay, so now I'm more confused. <laughs> But he came up with the Orioles. Yeah. So he's on his third stint with the Yankees? Well, we got to think. Nestor was like as cooked of a quadruple A arm as like he was the definition of a quadruple A arm. Well, he's still cooked. He's got an ERA over five this year. Got to get healthy and get on the field. Bad. 
Uh, but it, it so he's he's Yankee blooded. Like he he keeps coming back to this team that doesn't even really like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like this is Aaron Judge's leadership. They put the C on a guy's chest who likes to talk shit and doesn't back it up. And here comes Nestor doing the same thing. He's like, I'm not even gonna pitch in these games, but I'd like everyone to know that this isn't a rivalry. The team we're actually should be a rival with, the Astros, I'm not even going to mention them because I piss down my leg every time we play them, just much like my other 25 teammates. Uh, but yeah, the Red Sox, we're not too worried about that. And then they get their shit pushed in. Mm-hmm. Five, if The Yankees are lucky the MLB literally changed the rules that we don't play each other 19 times anymore. They're very lucky. I agree. You just look at it like without judge, though, of three teams this year, right? There's only three teams in baseball that have a lower OBP than 300. It's the Yankees, the Royals and the White Sox. Like just the context of knowing what your team is when you don't have Aaron Judge. Everyone knows we saw this lineup last year go through this exact same thing where they become a puddle talking shit at that point. Do you really think that's the move for you? Like, it'd be one thing if Nestor, like, you carved up the Red Sox. No, you also get dicked down by the Red Sox. Devers also calls you his son. Like, did you forget that as well? Just in what capacity did you think this ever was the right idea? Of, you know, just ignoring historical purposes, which a year and a half ago, the Red Sox sent you home packing. Yeah, that's that was the part of the quote I didn't understand. It's like. It's not a rivalry because your team keeps not showing up. Your team keeps using like the best moments of our team's entire history to be your motivation. Wow. It's insane. One last off. <laughs> why? Why do you look like that? To me? Am I? <laughs> yeah. Am I on? Yeah, you're on. No, hey, all right. Why do yeah. I look like what? This is this is how you look when you're when you're going to bed, man. <laughs> I mean, I you kind of like how late do you guys stay up? Um, I don't know. We've done like, podcasts until like two o'clock in the morning recently because of the one. rain delays, the West Coast games. Yeah, we're all over the place now. Damn, I'm glad you didn't hire me then. Yeah, you look like <laughs> Matt. You look like Matt Damon. Yeah, I got a fresh shave tonight. Yeah, a fresh. Yeah, shave. you're looking very Matt Damony. Very Matt Damonish. Mick, yeah. what's up, dude? You're like this big on my on my phone. Love that. Very happy <laughs> about that. <laughs> like, yeah, you you don't look like Brock. Are you are you sure this is Brock Holt? <laughs> it's Pete. That's Pete Blackburn. Yeah, it looks like a mix of Pete and Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, I can be whoever you want me to be. <laughs> well, look, bef- I'm going to ask you this: Are you a Cubs fan now? What'd you say? I said, are you a Cubs fan now? Because that's on on the Instagram. It seems like you might be a Cubs fan now. No, I, I do like I do like the Cubs, but um, Griff was a he was a Cub this year, and he wanted to go to okay. Wrigley Field and watch the Cubs. So we okay. took him. Uh, we took him and, and watched the Cubs. So and it was fun. Wrigley Field is is a good time. It's a great time. You Not know, according like, to Josh Winkowski. Yeah, he does well. have strong opinions about things. Uh, you know how, like, what, what, what? You know how, no. you know how when you have a kid and your son, everyone's like, "Oh my god, you look just like your dad." It's almost like you're becoming Griff. <laughs> That's what's like, going on. I here. look like Griff. Yeah, you look like Griff. He doesn't look like you. Yeah, you look like you first, 
And now you've oh. altered your appearance to look like now, Griff. I'm going back. Benjamin yeah. Button. <laughs> yeah. What do you have to say about that? I mean, I'm fine with that. I think Griff's a, he's a cute kid, man. <laughs> yeah, he is. I'll yeah. take it. Mm-hmm. He's toothless right now. He's got no teeth, but I mean, I'm what are you doing in that direction too. So <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, we're all gonna have no teeth eventually. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> you ever, uh, you ever explore getting fake teeth? Um, no, I'm not rich enough. I feel like you have nice teeth though. I got decent teeth. Yeah, I had the old bit. I had break. Yeah, you got nice teeth. There Good teeth. I grind my teeth. I grind <laughs> yeah. my teeth. They're getting a little short. They're getting shorter as the years go by. I'm a, I'm a teeth grinder. You can grind them in your sleep or do oh, you grind yeah. them like, yeah. Yeah. What's See, stressing you out these days? You I don't, don't, know, you don't play base. You don't have to worry about the, the Yankees anymore. The sweepers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Are you ever worried about the Yankees? Not really. Because they're <laughs> not <laughs> rivals. Is that why? They're yeah, they're not rivals. rivals. Yeah, they never, I mean, they couldn't really beat you while you were there. We, we beat them a lot. Mm-hmm. Did they, <laughs> yeah, did. did they, did they win? Who won? <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, did you, did you happen to watch any of the games? Um, I mean, I saw, I saw some small bits and pieces, like the final mm-hmm. scores. Mm-hmm. And that's really, you know, all, that's all that matters. You know, you probably know Benny better than most people. How miserable do you think he was playing for that team? Oh, the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he he faked an injury. He faked the, the injury. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even hurt. Yeah, that's what he told me. <laughs> he was like, "I'm not playing for this team. I'm yeah. out of here." Yeah, he didn't sign there. <clears throat> yeah, yeah there was there was a there. rumor. He to, yeah, he didn't want to go there. Right, there's a rumor that they, they offered him they three times offered, with the White Sox. I think Sox they team. actually offered him judge's contract and he chose Chicago mm. instead. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. He completely looked past the crime rate in Chicago and he was like that feels safer for me mentally than I love the in... south side. Always mm-hmm. have. Yeah, he's a big I, south side guy. That's that's where I belong. Mhm. Yeah. Um do you remember? Do you, do you no, think ahead, your cycle is kind of like a reverse Babe Ruth thing? Like that's the last legendary thing that's going to happen in the playoffs in Yankee Stadium? That would be cool. <laughs> it's trending that way. I mean, the, the trend is in that direction. That would be neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the, neat. The reverse, when they build a, um, how did it go? Like they, they put a Babe Ruth jersey in. No, it was uh, it was Ortiz. a David Ortiz jersey. David Ortiz jersey. They're gonna put a uh, a Brock Holt jersey, or or they're gonna put like an Aaron Judge jersey in in the new Fenway or or something, so they can kind of reverse the Brock Holt cycle curse. Hmm. Yeah, I feel so. like they could probably do something like that. Um, when is uh, weren't you just in Boston? Was I? Yeah, for that card show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. That was what, like, a few weeks ago. Yeah, and you, you didn't, you didn't want to hang out while you were here, dude. I'm, I, I get busy when I'm, when I'm there, man. I'm, I'm popular whenever I, whenever I go to Boston. What type I mean, of I'm stuff golf, do you do I mean, when you're I'm here? Golf. I'm golfing with David Ortiz. I'm golfing with Sam Kennedy. I'm doing all sorts of appearances. I, I get busy, man. Mm-hmm. How's that feel? 
nice. <laughs> you get to you get to, to, to people like people <laughs> very honest. Yeah, when you, when nice. you're in like the Nashville area, you probably don't get the same treatment presumably that you get when you're in Boston. Do you like the fact that you can kind of like if you want to be famous guy, you can come to, to Boston and then if you just want to chill, you can be in Nashville? I love it. Yeah. I you do. love that. Yeah, I'll do. I love Nashville. Nashville's great. Um, but but I do like Boston. Everybody knows that. We love Boston. The whole family does. Mm-hmm. So we like we like our visits. Made a lot of made a lot of friends there. A lot of good people. So we just like to be a part, you know? Yeah. Don't forget Give about the a- whole don't forget about the Holtz. Yeah, no, I don't Never. think anyone will. Um Give us a give us a, a bedroom tour. You want one? Let's not. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <I was> gonna <laughs> say. There's Lake. Give Lee. me a. Hey, give me a Kelly King. Yeah, I know yeah, gotta, you guys yeah, are miles apart in there. Yeah, this well, how this is because like, this how you do it when you're married. <laughs> this is how you this is how you sleep when you're married. Don't touch me. <laughs> Damn. And and we got tank in bed. Yeah, you do. Do you have a do you have a collection of socks or are they all kind of the same? Socks? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I have a collection, I would say. Can you can you show me your favorite pair of socks? You want me to? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you. Let me see if they're in here. I don't know. I don't even know if they're in here, but I'll show you. They have to be. Oh, here they are, right? I mean, on, if they're your favorite, here, they could be in the wash. Here they are, right on top. Let's see. Okay. Ooh. Oh, the All Star Game socks. Yeah. Flex. Okay. Are those are those game worn from 2015? I think I I think I had these. I think I wore these once or twice underneath my my gamers. <laughs> yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's pretty sweet. That's my favorite pair. Socks. What else you want to see? Um, trying to think. Do you are you a guy that you're not a sneaker guy? I'm not a sneaker guy. No, I'm not a sneaker guy. What else can I show you? <laughs> Just show and tell. Open the Brock. closet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have, we don't have much going on in the closet. Mm-mm. Here's this. This is just. Here's this. Ooh. What's that? Oh yeah, you ran the marathon. Yeah. Marathon. Where did you get? Where did you put that tattoo? Marathon finisher. Right on my right above my right right above my right knee, my right IT band, because that's the knee I'll eventually have to have uh, reconstructive surgery on because of said marathon. <laughs> you uh, you did you have knee issues going into the marathon? No. no so I don't have it's knee, because I don't, of the I marathon. don't have knee issues. I was hurting though. My right knee was hurting about mile from about mile. 15 to mile 26.2 yeah and like i i can't remember if um when we had the conversation about you potentially shitting your pants that was that something that entered your mind as you were running it or did you finish the marathon and you were like thank god i didn't shit my pants um it it crossed my mind i think about mile 19 is when i finally had to go mm-hmm. and I, I i did go just not in my pants. Just not in my pants. 
I've never heard of someone taking a break during the marathon. I took multiple to do breaks. That. Yeah, multiple. Oh, yeah. There was that okay. guy who shit on somebody's lawn during the marathon this year. Mm. Yeah, I think that was a woman though, wasn't it? No. Oh. Breaks. You weren't pooping every time you stopped. Yeah, I didn't poop every time <laughs> I stopped. <laughs> I probably could have, but yeah, I didn't. That would have been. I did. Concerning I did. I did, did. I did make a um a pee break at. Uh, a group of Porter Johns about mile, probably, I don't know, 22 or so. And there was a group mm-hmm. of Boston policemen right there. And they, they recognized me as I ran by. It's like, I got to take a piss. They're like, all right, all right, Brock, woo, 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 going nuts, you know. <laughs> I, there was four, I think there were, there were three Porter potties. I went in the first one, walked in, turned right around, walked right out. I said, I'm not going in that one. And they said, yeah, mm. someone died in there. Someone, someone did not shit their pants. They made it to the porter potty, but they made it all mm. over the back of the porter potty and on the seat. Still there. So, yeah, it's close enough. I didn't want to stay in there too, too long and breathe yeah. that in. Right. Yeah, that seems dangerous. Yeah. Um, did you ever at any point think about uh, cheating and like getting like a ride? I never thought about that. No, Mm-mm. I would. I probably would have considered doing that. I, I mean, it's it's no, a long I think, run. Jared, I think if you were running as slow as I was running, you would have been fine, man. No, I can't even run a do singular it. mile. You know what? I, I think don't you think should so. Run next year. I think you should run the Boston Marathon <laughs> next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. You know what? I think that'd be a great right. thing. I'm going to announce it right now. Okay. 2024, I am running the Boston Marathon. Yes, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. You're going to you're going to watch me? Yeah, I'm going to watch you. I ain't running it. Do they let you? I mean, they must let you walk, right? You can do whatever you want. Yeah. I do. <laughs> you think everybody runs? Yeah. No, I, no, I don't what? know. Dude, I, I'll tell you one, you think- one, one of my miles. So I have my watch on tracking. And one of my miles took me 22 minutes, one mile, because I mm. stopped. I saw Griff. Griff was giving me Skittles. Like, I made a couple pit stops. I saw Ripken and, and Lakin's parents. So, I mean, every time I saw someone I knew along the, the, the route, I would stop and say hello to him, take a picture, mm. rest my legs. So, You're just a man of that's people. why I got 26,000. 269th place. <laughs> how many how many people finished? There were 20 I I think I beat like 600 people. For real, I think that's it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But it was funny cuz on the on the app it has the numbers of like how you finish. And so I got like that's what I got 26,000 26,000 that official time. 26,000 30 something. 30, 30,000 people ran, but only like 26,800 people got, I don't know the exact numbers. So I'd be, I'd be at about 600 people. But then if you start narrowing the things down and you, then you go males and and it does this. I, I got like 15,000, I think I'll be like 300 dudes. And then it goes male from 18 to 40 or something 
and mm-hmm. I beat like 20 of those. <laughs> so like, it, it, gets, it, gets, it gets real narrow real fast. Can I like swipe? People, name, I like swipe people named Brock, you probably finished pretty high though. Can I? Yeah, I think I finished out of out of anyone who played for the Red Sox and hit a cycle <laughs> in the postseason named Brock. <laughs> I think I was at the top of the list. Yeah. Can I swipe this up and then like look at other things on my phone while I'm talking to you guys? Does that we'll, does, we'll find does, out? Does that work? Yeah, we'll find out for sure. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Did it work? We can hear you. I mean, we can I, hear you. yeah, we can hear you, but we can't. All right, see you can't now. see me. But all right, I'm gonna pull these. I'm gonna pull up the. I'm gonna pull up the real numbers here, and we're gonna get. Yeah, we're gonna get them. down to the. We're gonna get down to. I'm gonna tell you all the exact numbers of. Of the marathon. <laughs> this is exactly what Lakin wanted to do before bed tonight. <laughs> I, told, I told her. I said, "Hey, I'm, I got to get on this podcast real fast." She goes, "Uh." <laughs> So that means I can't watch my show. <laughs> said, what show is it? I say you can watch it. I don't know. What are you watching right now? Manifest. Manifest. Okay. Never seen it. All right. Never here it is. It. Okay. All right. 26,605 people got, got times. I got 26,269. So I didn't beat 600. I beat like 300. That's still 300 more than all of us. Yeah. And then out of the male gender, there were 15,173 people that got times. I got 15,022nd. So I beat uh, beat 150 people, 150 guys. And then male 18 to 39, there were 5,285. I got 5,262nd. So. I beat 23. Well, I mean, like this was more or less in your first year of retirement. So like now what are you going to do? Like running a marathon in year one is such like a and when I retire, I want to run a marathon like you did that right away. So like what like you set the bar so high. What's next for like well, retirement I just, I just finished the uh, the Netflix documentary. Um, about the Tour de France. So I'm thinking that might be next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Is there yeah. a lot of money in that? I doubt it. I mean, I'm probably not going to win it. So <laughs> you probably have to win. Mm. It's not like golf where you can just like finish kind of high and still make a lot of money. Yeah. Still make a lot of money. Yeah. I just looked at that. I looked at Ricky Fowler cause they're talking about him not not winning a major his whole career. It's like, how much has he made in his career? And it's like $60 million or something career <laughs> earnings. And that's just, from, that's not even a lot. Well, that's for not winning. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, for being yeah. a loser. And that's pretty not, good. And that's not I mean, even Aaron judge. Aaron judge made 400 million for never winning. Well, mm-hmm. Great point. <laughs> yeah. That is a great point. <laughs> I stand corrected. Yeah, sixty million is kind of like broke bitch money. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Um. I I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know Lakin wants to watch your show, and um, you're you're getting ready for bed here. Do you have any uh, do you have any like 
things that you want to talk about? Anything that's been weighing on you? Um, I don't think so. Nothing. I don't. You see those orcas? Oh, yeah, you see the orcas that, that on the internet? Orchids? Orcas? No. Yeah, or- orcas. The orcas. Like, killer whales. No, what yeah. happened to those? Oh, they're capsizing boats all over the Atlantic. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> teaming up. They're taking down boats one after one. It's a mm-hmm. real problem. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? What kind of spiders you got in Nashville? Spiders. Um, we got brown recluse. Ooh, mm-hmm. Black widow. They're the good ones. We got the daddy long leg. Mm-hmm. Um, wolf spider. I think that's it. I think we only have four spiders. <laughs> only four. Yeah. <laughs> I think we only have four spiders. Those are the only the big four. four yeah. Those are the the those big are, four. Yeah. Those are the only four. I think you can find those four pretty much anywhere, mm-hmm. but you can definitely find them in Nashville. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many spiders there are in the world? I mean, you should know. This. No. We're going to be uh, close. Are we talking like every. Like, yes. I have no idea. Um, yo. <laughs> I'll take there, it over. <laughs> there are 500,000. More, there's more than 45,000 known species of spiders. And you would you would have to think there are There are quadrillions like of each, yeah. <laughs> quadrillions of spiders in the world. Quadrillion is one followed by 15 zeros, and there are quadrillions, plural, spiders in the world. Plural of those. <clears throat> yeah, so we well, were yeah. just, we were having a conversation about, you know, if spiders ever became radicalized. <laughs> they, if would, they, if, they would be <laughs> sinking so many boats in the Atlantic. They yeah. would do whatever they wanted. Who would stop them? You couldn't. I mean, if I if you really think about it, how many spiders do you think you see a day? Really? I mean, I'll probably see <laughs> at least seventeen spiders. There, there's probably realistically, there's probably hundreds in your house right now. Oh yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. But I would say thousands. Yeah, but they're not. They don't view you as a threat. Yet. Yet. (laughs) That's the key. But when they do. Right. You got a problem. We're all in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need a panic room in your house. The spiders are already in there. Well, not if you construct it. You think the spiders are already in a panic room that you don't have? Yeah. Well, if, if not, by the time I build it, they'll crawl in there. Yeah. In the process of building. Hmm. Spiders are smart, man. They're not smart enough because we're still here. Quadrillions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think about that. That's a lot, man. That's a lot of spiders. I didn't even know a quadrillion was a, a number. Oh yeah, fifteen zeros. That actually, that might have been the the contract the Yankees tried to get Benny. <laughs> a quadrillion dollar contract yeah quadrillion and he yeah. said nope 
White Sox. Yeah. yeah. He went to the White Sox. Hit his first home run the other night. He finally did. Mm-hmm. He just had to go I mean, back he's... to where he just had to go back to where he made his debut. That's right. It. Which was what? Seattle? Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's we where me Seattle. and Benny first met. Great memories. For the first time. Mm-hmm. Wasn't spring training? No, because he wasn't he wasn't in he wasn't on the roster when he got called up. Oh wow. Yeah, he wasn't in I don't big think I realized camp. that. Yeah. Ben Attendi was straight from double A, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Decent. Yeah. Yeah. You uh <clears throat> you guys still talk? Yeah. All the time. Yeah, I mean, we talk, but we never see each other. Why not? He never he never he never comes and hangs out when he's here. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I have no that idea. Weird. Very weird. Well, all, well, all the spiders in your house probably. You're scared. <laughs> that's probably it, actually. Yeah, I mean, you just did that this. to me. You you just came to Boston and didn't see me. Yeah, I mean, you didn't call me, so you didn't call me. Well, that's because I was hanging out with the other people who called me, and I said, "Hey, you want to hang out?" Who called you? Well. Golf with David Ortiz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Golf with Sam Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Nat, Matt Noon. Hung mm-hmm. out with um, the Caps and Needham. Shout out uh-huh. Caps. John and Jen. The Ganotes. Who are these people? They're the great. <laughs> they're the greatest. Na- they're the greatest neighbors of all time. Did I meet these people when you were at Fenway the last time? You might have. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you met John. John was in the dugout with us. Yeah. Yeah. Love John. John's the best. Dear friend. Dear friend of ours. Yep. So I was is, I was hanging was out with Coley, John. Was Coley wearing a marathon yep. medal that entire time? When yeah. it got it. <laughs> I couldn't see <laughs> you... because Coley's this big on my on my phone still. Where the hell did you get a marathon medal from? Think about it. I think he finished a marathon. He did it. He did it. I was at the finish line of one. Not everyone's favorite one to talk about, but I was there. You were there? Mm-hmm. All night. You know uh, this. I've told no, that story I... on this program many times. I know when I talk, you usually just stop listening and text me. the fuck. Well, it's but... been it's been there's been a lot of episodes. <laughs> there has been a lot of episodes. Yeah, but yeah, me and Brock are the only uh, medal recipients here. Yep. Marathon well. finishers. Not mm-hmm. after next year. Yep. 2024. <laughs> 0% yeah. chance you do that. I'll run it with you, Not. Jared. You he has to. He said it. Why <laughs> he not said go? it. He, he has said. to. That's how I got that's how I got roped into it. I said it. I said it, and then you gotta do it. <clears throat> I think that's ninety-five-ninety-five percent of marathon runners are people who just say it once and then they feel like they have to do it. Yep. Yeah. That's what I did. Who did you say I it will, to? I will tell you it's 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 cool, man. I would recommend doing it. No. It's a cool day. It's a cool experience. Like, you're not trying no, to win. Not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> have you done it? No, it doesn't. Exactly. No. So you, no. you so you cannot have an opinion on it. Because you have not done yes, it. Yes, I can. Mm. I've seen it on TV a bunch. Stupid. Well, you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. I've told that story before about um like oh, you saw in, a marathon? No, in, in, in 2013, 
that morning I tweeted, I fucking hate the Boston Marathon. <laughs> and then that happened like an hour later. And I was like, oh, I got to delete that. <laughs> I've what? never been a marathon guy. You like it becomes like a symbol of the city after the fact. But I just it's always freezing. 90% of the time it's raining. I tried to run a mile in 2012. Couldn't even run a singular mile. So the idea of running 28 of them, I just can't do it. It's always like fucking, it sounds miserable. Miserable. Nothing about that has to be fun. They do, they pass you, they get, give you Twizzlers along the, along the trail. Oh, people are handing out Twizzlers, orange slices. If you see Griff, they'll give you some Skittles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's just handing out Skittles to anybody, or is he just waiting for no, you in just, particular? That's, yeah, that's me. I mean, I would tell, like, if you ran it, I would tell him to look out for you and, like, give him a couple, throw him a couple Skittles, man. Like, he needs it. Yeah. I could, I could see, like, you can't even, like, ride a bike. You got to run it. No, you got to run it or nah. jog it or walk it. But you got to, you got to beat. You got to get under six hours. I think is the time to to like get an official time. You have to and qualify. Also, no, I mean most people do. Like the real runners have to qualify to run it. But I, we, me and Lakin ran it for um, Jimmy, the Jimmy Fund, Dana Farber. Dana Farber has a has like a marathon team. So we raised some good money. I, listen. <clears throat> I would love to be able to do it. Well, you're going to do it in 2024. Mm. You already said it. I would yeah. love to be able to do it. I think I'm uh, I'm busy that day. No. With what? Yeah. The Sox are playing. Oh, yeah. They do play it on that. Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can listen for charity while you run. Yeah, I'll donate. Hmm. <laughs> I was, yeah, I'll do, I, I, I got a, I got a job to do. Well, if it's like, well, if you win it, if I win it, I, I have the same. No, it's the same theory. Like I believe there's always a chance I could win any fight I compete in. I no, believe if I was in the right, the right day, the right prep, there's a chance I could pull it off. No, that's not true. Anything's possible. No, you for sure. That's not, that's but not there, win the but there's zero percent chance that you win the marathon. <laughs> zero. What if it's just everything's functioning for the first time? One day, I'm at full wheels. No, you can't. Zero <laughs> percent chance. Full wheels. Full yes. wheels. You're gonna need <laughs> full wheels ready to rock. Gonna, Tyler Milliken need more than the, the two marathon. that you're gonna need more than the two wheels that God gave you. God. Yeah. Uh, do they drug those test? Guys, those guys run fast. Did they drug test yeah. the marathon? Oh, yeah. They didn't drug test me. Maybe that's just like a Brock Holt loophole where it's like, ah, he's Brock. Like, he's not. Yeah, he's he's Brock. He, can do, he can do drugs. We'll let him run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't I, matter. I don't know if Tyler could win it on a bike and I, like, <laughs> no. against the other people running. And I Tyler say that win it on a motorcycle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Give me the motorcycle. The bike no. is questionable. Bite. No, no, like, I, no you're but, you're so you're uncoordinated. You it. would fucking wipe out on a motorcycle. They run; those guys run like five minute miles the entire time, right? Less than I'd five definitely have miles. to. I'd have to make some strides ahead of them. 
I'd try the bike though. <laughs> You'd have to get like a motorized bike. Electric scooter. I don't know if those things go fast enough. <laughs> no. No. There's no chance. Do you think not even do you think you could successfully ride a scooter from Hopkinton to downtown Boston? I don't think you could. I'm not great like, with, with scooters. no one else competing. <laughs> I don't think you could pull it off. <laughs> Just finishing on a scooter. It's far. It's it's not close. Well, here's the thing about the marathon. So you gotta get dropped off out there mm. unless you want to ride like a a school bus all the way out there at like six 30 in the morning. So our good, our good friend, John drove us out to Hopkington, but you can't, you can't get up to where you're supposed to go. So they got it all blocked off. So we got dropped off about a mile from where we were supposed to be. So we get out, we have to walk the mile to like the meeting place. Then they like get you all round up for your takeoff time. And the start, the start line is another mile away. So then you got to walk a mile to get to the start. And then when it starts to get to the finish line, this is the big one. 26.2 miles from the start <laughs> to the finish line. Okay. And then when you finish, Everything's blocked off around the city. So to get a car to get back out to where you want to go, it's another six, eight blocks. So my steps, my step counter was high that day. Burned about, <laughs> burned about 5,000 calories. I think I was at 58,000 steps that day, 58,000 something. So. How much weight did you lose? I don't I don't know if I lost any. I mean, I'm sure I did, but I mean, then I ate uh Shake Shack that night, mm. double cheeseburger, Oreo shake. And I ate donuts every single day I was there. I <laughs> love that. Blackbird donuts, carb load. Is uh is this the first time that we've seen each other face to face since uh I wrote you that very nice letter? I will tell you, Jared, that your letter was fantastic. <laughs> it really was. It was like, because normally you're not that serious of a dude. No. And you had some seriousness in there. Brought it, mm -hmm. almost brought a tear to my eye. Almost. Almost. But not quite. Yeah. Yeah. One day, one day I'll do a live reading of it. You should. That's what, now yeah. that's what I need to do. I need to get everybody who wrote me a letter to read their letter to make an audio book so then I can just listen to it before I go to sleep every night <laughs> of them reading their letters to me. Yeah. Is it? I, it, was, it, was a really, I, I, it was a really good letter. All right. We got to take a break and talk about Zinn nicotine pouches. We're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one, but Zinn nicotine pouches are already there. Zinn has helped millions of people achieve a lasting change earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change, look no further than Zinn. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. 
Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zinn swag, even gift cards. Find your Zinn at your local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Zinn, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So I, I don't think I told you, but when I was writing that letter, I'm... Yeah, Xander signed with the fucking Padres, like, as I was on, like, the last couple of sentences. Really? So I was cruising with like the sentimental thoughts, and then I was like, "All right, yeah, whatever." Congrats yeah. on the fucking retirement. <laughs> yeah. Congrats, Boogie's gone. Yeah. yeah, sincerely to whom it may concern. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Wait, who am I writing this to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It was. I was I'm just to about back. to finish. I'm gonna have to go back and look now and read the last couple sentences to see how it ended. Yeah, I'm. I'm a sure dark turn it takes at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Dark turn. yeah. 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 I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and read it. It's a good letter. It's a great it's letter. A letter. Mm. I would put it. I would, uh, I would put your letter. I would put your letter in, in the top. I mean, I got a lot of letters. I would put yours in mm. the top 10. Top 10. I would put it in the top 10. I was hoping for a top five, but, but I guess it wasn't that well. good. It, I mean, it was good. Top ten's good. It starts. It starts out by saying, "My dearest Brock." Oh, do you have it right there? Yeah. Are we Are we about to do this? I have it. It's, I, oh, now that I'm like, Lakin's already. Lakin has it. Yeah, she's got it pulled up on her computer. <laughs> My dearest I mean, it's, Brock. I don't know that I could. I mean, it's pretty long. It's long. I, yeah, I, I think. I, I think we. And yeah, yours was one of the longer ones too. Like, well, uh, yeah, I mean, because you probably asked a bunch of athletes that can't form sentences. Yeah, Joe Kelly wrote a good, funny one. He was like, "Hey, I'm just writing this you this letter because Ashley keeps telling me I have to write it, but I don't really <laughs> want to write it. <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't know why I'm writing this stupid letter." <laughs> <laughs> But way to go, man. Good job. <laughs> way to go. <laughs> yeah. Someday, someday I'll publish it. it yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. I th- yeah. No. It, it is long, though. It would. I think it's too long to read right now on, yeah, the, on, the, na- on yeah. the name redacted podcast. I agree. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll have to. I'll have to. Uh, fake a retirement at some point to get a letter back because i feel you never really like retire from podcasting like you can just do this whenever yeah you can podcasting lifting weights what else do you do <laughs> that's, that's it, it. Watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah tattoos and um watch tv Watch all your t- watch all your TVs, but that's just baseball. You didn't watch the U.S. Open today? No, <laughs> he didn't even know it was today. <laughs> no, I had no idea. I had no. He's idea not even today. sure what sport that is. <laughs> can you name? Can you name a single golfer? Yeah, it's Tiger Woods. Uh, 
Dustin Johnson. Okay. But if you if you put a gun to my head and said Dustin Johnson, golfer or NASCAR driver, I would be like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't name a NASCAR driver. Who can name a NASCAR driver? I mean, either. But like Bubba Watson, that sounds like a NASCAR driver. That does. A golfer. Golfer. It is. Mm-hmm. You're just oh, a, no, you're, you're there a is fan a of li- you're a fan of Liv, aren't you? You're naming all the Liv guys. I don't know. I, I if if you told me the name of a golfer and said like Liv or PGA, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Wyndham Clark. Who's that? He won. He won the day. He won the the U.S. Open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, then he. Well, the, obviously, an that's part driver. He's a NASCAR driver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Once a month, we have Brock Holt on to play everyone's favorite game. <laughs> Golfer or NASCAR driver? Golfer or NASCAR? <laughs> yeah. I did, I did talk that. to Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the phone for like, do you, what? what is he, a golfer or NASCAR driver? Is I is he's not the one that died, right? No, he lived. It's his dad that died. How would he have talked to him on the phone? <laughs> not a long time ago before Pre-death. he died. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't born dead. <laughs> That's why he crashed. He was distracted by Brock's call. He was like, oh yeah. man. <laughs> I got Holt on the phone. He was texting and driving. <laughs> I, no, Dale Earnhardt Jr. He he went through like he went through the same like head stuff that I went through. Mm-hmm. So Mickey Collins, the doctor in Pittsburgh, like, like, gave me his his number. Told what did told you me have call, Verdugo? I had uh, yeah, <laughs> I had Verdugo Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, Verdugo it makes you dizzy. Yeah, um, yeah. So I talked to Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the phone for about an hour one day about being dizzy and stuff. Yeah, you're just like when you're in the batter's box, man. You just gotta rev it. <laughs> like that's what I do. <laughs> uh, just gotta go full you, throttle, man. How do you know he talks like that? I just, NASCAR. That's what they all talk. General about. NASCAR voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that what he sounded like? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. What kind? Of, what kind of advice does a NASCAR driver give a baseball player on well, how well, to he overcome? Well, he wasn't giving me a. He wasn't telling, talking to me about how to hit a curveball. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're both games of left turns when you really break them down to their that cores. Fucking true, Coley. <laughs> that is take, true. That's a, yeah, it's a great point. Yeah, it's all about who can take the most left turns the most efficiently. Mm-hmm. NASCAR and baseball are so similar. <laughs> <laughs> big dip sports huge yeah. dip sports yep mm-hmm. if you if you could take if you could take 270 left turns in a baseball game though that'd be a problem you'd be right yeah, that was friday's game that yeah, was a 15-5 game yeah that was the 16-1 game who'd they, who'd they play friday that was uh Oh, the Yankees. It was the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They beat they beat them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I 
Actually, you know what? I've never asked you this question before. What if like it was uh, your 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 last year, and the Yankees were the only team that offered you a big league contract? Would you have done that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Of course I would have. Yeah. Of course I would have. Dumb question. Just, just, just for the money. Yeah. Just a, just a pitch. No, I could go deep. I can go deep there. I might have. I might that's, that's true. I might have hit sixty three. Yeah. <laughs> I might have hit sixty three Yankee Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that true. been funny? Sign with the Yankees. Like, all right, we'll give him a chance here. He's at the end. He's at the tail end of this thing. Like, he can help us out. Good clubhouse guy. Not come in there and just start hitting bombs. <laughs> Matt Carpenter. Yeah. I just come in there and start just hitting like I've got fifteen hundred OPS like <laughs> yeah. in in the year with sixty eight home runs. Yeah, like you go into the Hall of Fame as a Yankee. As a Yankee. <laughs> Retire. They try and sign me back. I say no because I'm I'm done. I d I don't want to play anymore. That was it. <laughs> this is all I got left. I saved it for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted that one year in, in pinstripes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think Aaron Judge would have let me sign with the Yankees if they would if they would have tried to offer. Yeah, he's still like, mad at you, huh? Tam Tam or me. Mm. <laughs> They're like, what do you want? And I would have, I would have, I would have liked to know who they would have ch chosen. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> They're just never gonna. Never, we'll never bridge, know. I guess. Yeah. We'll never know. Well, don't you think that after running a marathon, that you're arguably in better shape now than you were during your final season? Oh yeah. So yeah. you could, could be play. like the Tom Brady of of baseball. I could still. I I should still be playing. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, I, sh I should still be playing, but I'm not, and I'm fine with it. Well, I mean, you look comfy. Maybe that's why I grind my teeth at night. Because you never got that. Because you're so fine with the it. Yankees. Am I? Am I? Am I about to make a comeback? Are we about? To... Red Sox give you some middle infield help. Jared's about to announce. Jared announces that he's running the marathon, and and Brock announces that he's he's making a comeback to play for the New York Yankees. Twenty twenty four season to to finish his career out in pinstripes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know what it feels like. Me and Wade Boggs, mm -hmm. Jacoby Ellsbury, Brock Holt riding the Johnny horse, Damon, mm -hmm. yeah, just to name a few. Clemens, Roger Clemens, mm -hmm. Babe Ruth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How did we forget about him? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh yep. man! <laughs> Just an honor to be mentioned in the same sentence as those guys. <laughs> yeah. Golly. Well, I'm rooting for you. Oh, I will not. I promise, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, Andrew Benintendi, another one. Yeah, Andrew Benatendi. Yep. Uh, Ramiro Mendoza as well. Ramiro Mendoza. Mm-hmm.
I want to say Mendoza was the first guy to get a World Series ring with both teams. For sure, Babe Ruth since since Babe Ruth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who the first Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth. Yeah, the first guy that was like he was probably like when when he won in '04. I think he was the only guy alive at that time with with both. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been a lot of history, a lot of history of of Red Sox Yankees, Red Sox Yankees <laughs> players. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to be the next, <laughs> <laughs> if Judge allows it. Aaron Judge, if you're watching this, I'm sorry. Do you have his I number? Apologize. I apologize. Do you have a cell phone number? I don't. Uh, I don't. I would have to uh, somehow get. I would have to somehow get. I mean, Benny must have it. They were teammates. I doubt it. You think he doesn't have Aaron it. Judge's I, I, cell phone number? Yeah, I don't. I probably would. I would probably say no. Benny doesn't really talk to a whole lot of people, man. He's kind of a yeah. quiet guy. I think he probably just went to New York and just faked that injury to get out. And <laughs> to see you guys when I, when when the White Sox come to town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what he did. No, but I, I could probably get his number. Yeah. I should call him. <laughs> I mean, he's not doing gonna, anything. We're, we're going to be sharing a locker next year. I just want to smooth everything over. <laughs> yeah. Everything over. It's like yeah. when A-Rod signed with the Yankees, he had to smooth <laughs> it over with Jeter. Mm-hmm. Colton yeah. Judge. How's, how, how is it going to work? You're just like, listen. How can, how can they both be in the same clubhouse together? <laughs> If we're going to do this whole 28 rings thing, so much bad blood. Yeah. You're going to have to you're going to have to smooth it over. Would you be a mustache guy on the Yankees? I feel like like you're not a facial hair guy to begin with, but on the Yankees just because do you think you'd yeah, be a mustache I'd probably, guy? Yeah, I'd probably grow the mustache out. I'd probably grow the mustache. Yeah. I might grow I might grow the stash. You should. MVP for last MVP for the Yankees since Judge last year. <laughs> you, just, you just shatter his home run record. That'd be so funny. <laughs> Aaron, move over, dude. Hold my beer. <laughs> Would you want uh, Roger Maris Jr. at every game for three months until you broke the record? Oh, I would expect it. <laughs> Like opening day, I hit like six on opening day, and I'm just, I'm just on pace for thousands, quadrillions of homers. Quadrillions. <laughs> Roger Maris better be at game two, <laughs> just in case. In case this thing goes to extras. <laughs> just in case I get that 170 at that bat. Good times. 
Yeah. Roger Maris better be front row. <laughs> Close it in. Yeah. Actually, Aaron Judge better be there because it's his record now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, can you get, hey, can you go sit in the front row instead of being on deck right now? <laughs> and watch this home run I'm about to hit <laughs> to break your record. Dude, which seat? Which seat do you want me to put it in? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe put it in the in the judges' chambers out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So the Yankees lost. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, your future team. <laughs> yeah, you got to save their season. You know, I'll, I'll. I mean, I'm not saving it this year. I'll. I'll save it next year. <laughs> next. I'm not coming back this year. No. Yeah. No. You've got stuff on my this year. I'm gonna take a little bit more time off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get the yeah, swing just right. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> How often are you swinging? Do you? When was the last time you took like actual BP or never? Spring training, twenty 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 two with the Atlanta Braves. Mm. Once I once they once I got released and came home, I never touched the bat again. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? I didn't want to. Oh, okay. I feel like. Uh, Why would I touch a bat if I'm if I'm not playing? I don't know because you play baseball your whole life. I I I haven't played organized baseball since 2010. I have a bat in my kitchen and I just take dry hacks all the time. No, I I feel like it would be different if you pl- actually played baseball your whole life. <laughs> you feel like if you, you were good, yeah, yeah, you were I just, good. It's a habit though. Like when you retire, when you retire from podcasting, you're not going to pick up a mic and put on a headset and just talk into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if I if I like retired from media, I probably wouldn't like agree to be a guest on someone else's podcast again. I would just be like, no, I'm done with that. Yeah, I guess that's a decent comparison. <laughs> what about uh, what about the bananas? The Savannah bananas, the very mm-hmm. same. Uh. I I don't I haven't been approached by the Savannah Bananas, but I don't I don't know that I I don't know I might do that I don't know they reached out they're to coming Pat here for you they're coming to Brockton <laughs> sorry Pat, Pat Light sorry Pat, 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 Light's play, Pat Light's playing for him no he can't play but they asked him oh yeah I mean I think I probably could do it if I wanted to because mm-hmm. I mean I think it, Johnny Gomes does a lot of stuff for him. Mm-hmm. I think he's kind of like a, a recruiter. I think they were just in Nashville. I should have just gone over and just gone, gone to the field. Mm-hmm. Gone to the field, hit a couple homers <laughs> for the kids, <laughs> for the kids, and for the Yankees. Show yeah. the Yankees that red. Yeah, Damon did the bananas. So if you're trying to do what he did, you know, the Yankees, the bananas, the Red Sox, that's the big three right there. Mm -hmm. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Me and JD. No, I haven't done Savannah bananas. Haven't haven't picked up a bat. I have a lot of bats. I do, Jared. But I don't pick them up and just swing them. You don't? I don't. I do that all the time. Still. I'll just stand there in my kitchen and look at my reflection in the slider. Start how's taking it, hacks. How's it? How's it look? Oh, does it, it holds feel up. Good. Yeah. Does it? Yeah, it looks like Manny. 
you you is that Del is that Carmen? your guy? <laughs> I mean they're they're gonna laugh, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> anytime that I post a video of me socking homers, everyone's like, "Is that why is he taking pictures of Manny?" But it's it's me. It's you every time. Every time they're like, "What wow. Manny, Manny?" But it's me. The only reason I'm interested in the development of time travel is so we can go back to when we were both like 15 and I could just piece you up on four pitches. First one, sweet chin music, just getting you off my plate. Next three, you're chasing all of them. You're out there fishing and then you're sitting down. That's all I want time travel for. I see Jared Jared being a guy who chases, like swing of bad pitches for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm Mm-mm. Because you just want to go deep so bad, but mm-hmm. you, you, I got, I got you chasing. I don't chase slide, anything. Just, I'll just slider away, the slider away, down and away. You're swinging mm-hmm. at it every time. No, yeah. no, because you're bailing. You're bailing because you're a little, you're a little scared. Yeah, that's what I that am, first. I was definitely for. scared. Yeah. yeah, I was more swinging under pitches that were up, trying to fucking waffle those and just swinging underneath shit. <clears throat> Did I cut out? No. Oh, nope. you're just, we're here. <laughs> you're just, you're just stunned. I might not waste that first pitch. Now you're giving me more ammo. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously I'd now like to see that. I'm much better now. For time tra- I can't wait for time travel because I'd like to see that Coley versus versus Jared. We could just do that mono, right now. Mono. But like, I, it's so much different pitching than hit. Like, I haven't thrown a pitch eighteen years. No, all right. So then, that. fourteen you can have, years. You can have a whole year to prepare, like Brock. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is great. Yeah, we'll face each <laughs> we're, other we're, fucking June eighteenth, twenty twenty four. It'll be a big right showdown. after you run the marathon. Someone's gonna hand you a bat. <laughs> we're gonna put a plate down. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna start peppering you. <laughs> Sorry. Just got thrown fastballs at me uh, when I'm on the finish line. Well, you'll have a bat and there will be a plate Milliken behind the dish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jake Imagine. calling balls and strikes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you want Jake calling the balls and strikes for me. I'm fine with that. I think Jake likes us both. Yeah. I agree. All right, fine. Deal. Jake, whose who's connection uh, got you sitting right there? Was it Jared's or was it the McMahon's? That would be you, Coley. Hmm, interesting. The make man. Well. <laughs> Coley, Coley got Jake the job at the other place. Jake, who got you the job at DraftKings? That one was you. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Dang, Jake. J- Jared, Jared got you a job at DraftKings? <laughs> yeah, he sure did. Dang. <laughs> Must Man. be nice, huh, Brock? Huh. Hmm. <laughs> it's odd. <laughs> Didn't think they were hiring. <laughs> Very cash-strapped, uh, that company. Uh, yeah. No money. <laughs> no money. <laughs> Damn. Who would have thought? You still looking for a job, Brock? Huh? I got I got options. Hmm. Pinstripes. Uh... Yeah, I got options. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold off till twenty 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 four. 
sign sign a major league deal with the Yankees for five hundred K minimum. I feel like that's hit seventy six. Yeah, that's seventy six home runs <laughs> in the first month of the season. <laughs> Take it to the house. Break you would retire after home. the first month? If I had seventy six, yeah. <laughs> Take you to the house. You guys can rest. Do you think well, you think that people would keep pitching to you? And under the, imagine hitting seventy six home runs in the first month, and they're just like, you know what? I got to attack this guy. <laughs> Going right at him. <laughs> <laughs> There's no. It's got to be a fluke. There's no way he hits another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bang. He has twenty three career homers before this. <laughs> We have a decade of data that says to just keep pitching to him. Just throw him the ball. <laughs> throw the ball to him. He's not going to hit it. No. Well, he does. Wow. Homer. Again. Again. For the 76th time this month. <laughs> Yeah, next day, lefty, lefty on the mound. I'll probably, I'll probably sit. I probably won't get to play. <laughs> Boone would be My the guy who's like, like, "Listen, we gotta play the numbers." We gotta- <laughs> yeah. yeah, look at these, look at these numbers. Look at these numbers against left-handed pitching. He can't hit it. He's not playing. Hey, he hit nine home runs last night. Yeah, well, analytics say <laughs> if we want to win, Brock is on the bench. Okay. Hopefully they bring that righty in early. Yeah. <laughs> it's like stay I'm loose. Ready. Stay loose, but <laughs> he hit nine hey, that home was runs before. last night. <laughs> When Tori, when Tori was our bench coach, yeah, we had this thing. So there'd be like a lefty in the bullpen warming up, and I'd be on the bench, you know. And he'd yell down at the end of the bench. He'd be like, Brock, and I like look down at him. He goes, like, you're hey, you're down. You're not you're not coming in because <laughs> the lefty was coming in. So he'd let you know that you just. Not coming in. Yeah, just as a joke. Just as a joke. <laughs> He'd be like, hey, Brock, just stay seated. Don't worry, don't, don't worry about getting loose. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> go get some more sunflower seeds. Mm. Oh, being on the bench is great. So benches, many fond benches. memories being on the bench. Yeah, benches. Bench is great. What was your favorite part about being on the bench? Um, just high fiving everyone when mm. they did something good. Yeah, you know, just like man, I bet that's fun out there. Well, <laughs> 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 you guys get to play all the time, do do cool things. Mm. That's why that was my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. 
You ever, uh, when you made the all-star team, you ever kind of like have that over someone else that maybe never made an all-star team? Man, I've got that over, I got that over a lot of people. Yeah. There's a lot of people that, that, that haven't made an all-star team. Most people. Yeah. yeah. Most, most vast people majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vast majority of people haven't made an all-star team. Yeah. I, on the other hand, have. You have. I have. Mm-hmm. I've done it. Stole a base, scored a run, struck out against Chapman. Oh. Analytic guy didn't. He didn't help me out. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that lefty. Day. That's the lefty. I said, let me face. <laughs> let me face the lefty. I should have told Ned Ghost. I said, hey, are you sure you want me to hit here? I said, well, you're the last guy on the bench. We don't have any more players. I had. I, I had to play you, so that's why you're in. You mm. probably wouldn't be if this was a real game. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'll go up there. Four pitches later. Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I did foul tip one, though. You foul tipped one? Yeah, he struck out the side, man. He struck out me, Mike Moustakis, and Teixeira, I'm pretty sure. So he was throwing about 105. He's still doing that. Still doing that. Yeah. I think the Royals. He, he like blew the game yesterday, but he I think he clocked in at like 105. Jeez. I think they're juicing the guns. Probably. But I bet he couldn't throw a 31 mile an hour strike though. Mm-mm. Not a chance. I saw an overlay the other day of Chapman's fastest pitch, like the 106 mile per hour pitch, and then my 31. It was like side by side. Big difference. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference in the two. That that was a record, right? Yeah, slowest pitch ever. So you've you've got an all star game. You ran the marathon. You're going to hit seventy six bombs next year in one month. Uh, you had a cycle of a post. Like you genuinely have like. T- Ton of accolades, like in baseball history. You cannot tell the story of baseball without Brock Holt, dude. I'm in there, a hundred percent. There's only one person to hit the cycle in the playoffs. And we're talking to him right now, and he couldn't get a job at DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> You want me to? Oh man! You want me to call a conference call with someone over there right now? Nah, I'm about to go to bed. All right, we'll call it's for not that big. Call for it in the morning. That big of a deal. Yeah, we'll 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 make a call. What do you got going on tomorrow? Let's see. Tomorrow. Let's see, it's Monday. Mm-hmm. Nothing, man. <laughs> a fan duel call. Yeah. Nothing. What do you uh? What do you do with yourself now? Just dad. Mm. Griff, Griff's into soccer, man. We've been playing a lot of soccer. <clears throat> That's disappointing. Playing a lot of soccer in the backyard. I took him to the golf course today. I'm trying to get him. I'm trying to get him hooked on golf, but it's not working. Um, I've been doing. I've been cold plunging. Mm-hmm. Ice bear. Ice barrel. Um. So he's just not about the big bombs no more. <clears throat> Yeah, man, he's a soccer player. He came home, him and Lakin went to the store the other day, came home with a box of soccer cards. Oh, wow. 
I didn't even know they made soccer cards. Me neither. Yeah. So, yeah, he's into soccer right now. He's pretty good. Well, that's good. Yeah. As long as he's happy, but selfishly wish that he was still hitting big bombs. That's yeah, that's 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 all that matters, man. As long as as long as little Griffey's happy, we're happy. Right. Plus, like you know? a part of me would be a little upset if he went on to break the single season home run record and you didn't get to do it. Yeah. Which that would be that would actually be pretty cool though too if like he's he's on he's breaking it and then I obviously am there watching my son, but Aaron Judge is also there <laughs> watching Griff break it. Mm-hmm. So then like we're they're like we're sitting next to each other, just talking ball. Mm-hmm. So. All right. <laughs> all right well let's uh <clears throat> let's schedule a call with uh DraftKings. Eh. you're busy all right so i'm gonna get i'm gonna get brock over to the dog that's what i'm gonna do yeah you could do that too yeah there you go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i like I'll, i i'm kind of a fan of the mcmahon yeah myself mm-hmm. yeah he's great so we dad we can have a dad podcast oh yeah there we go what would you call it? <clears throat> don't know. I don't have I don't know. nothing. I mean, that's 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 between me and the Mick man. That's right. That's between me and Coley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we may have you on. Yeah, you could from do time that. to time. Every every hundredth episode. <laughs> <laughs> give out a give out an award, guest of the year, and then not send you the award. We hand deliver the award. I got one award. I won back to back. I still haven't got the second <laughs> yeah. one. Oh, that's a fair gripe. That's a fair yeah. gripe. What did you yeah. win in 19 and 20? I don't know. Do you- I've got the one sitting down there next to my slowest pitch ball record. Section 10. Guess of the guess year. Guess of the year and slowest pitch ever. <laughs> ball. <laughs> did you get it authenticated by Major League Baseball? The ball? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. What do you think you could get for that in an auction? Probably thirty-one dollars. <laughs> I'll I'll give you fifty. I mean, if I could get a lot for it, I'd sell it. Yeah. You'd have to have I'd like a it. real like weirdo baseball fan that like loves obscure shit. Yeah. Like they have the slowest pitch ever, and then they have like a bag of Mickey Mantle's toenails somewhere. For sure, yeah. <clears throat> I don't. I don't think. I don't think I'm, that guy's out there. I don't think that person's out there. Uh, Not for the no, price he, point that it would make it worth no. it to sell it. Yeah, he's out there. I mean, there's definitely someone with Mickey Mantle's toenails, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't think that's the guy that's going to want the slowest pitch ball. Mm. He might, and like you said, like you said, I mean that's. The price point is going to have to be up there for me to get rid of that thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. I feel like that's a that's a great place to to send you off to bed, Brock. That's perfect because I'm getting tired, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. All right. Uh, thank you uh, for coming on episode 100 of uh, Name Redacted. 
Name Redacted Podcast, guys. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's good to see you again. Sweet dreams. Happy Father's Day. Happy yes. Father's Happy Day. Happy Father's Day, McMahon. Yeah. Um, Happy Father's Day. Jake, nice talking to you, man. <laughs> yeah, great to talk to you as always, Brock. You're the man. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right. Good, love y'all. Love you. Good, good night. Love you. All right. Good night. <laughs> That was great. <clears throat> so good. Uh, sounds like Lakin was watching Max. <laughs> Is that what you heard? <laughs> yeah, I think I heard some Max back there. Um, if you're like me, what you watch depends on what kind of mood you're in. That's why Max is my first pick for winning entertainment. Sometimes I'm craving comedies like Friends or South Park, which, by the way, Coley, uh, Tyler has never seen South Park. I mean, I'm a Simpsons guy, so you're, you're bringing that argument. But you've seen person. it. But yeah, you've I, seen I see, it. I've seen it on TV, but I was an American dad okay. kind of guy. Whatever. Oh, Sometimes sure. I'm totally into Fuck dramas you, like the HBO originals, Succession, and the House of the Dragon. I also love cooking shows like Chopped and Beat Bobby Flay. And don't get me started with movies like The Lord of the Rings and Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Well, Max is the streaming destination that has the best of entertainment for whatever mood I'm in, anytime. And plans, they start as little as $9.99 a month. Max, the one to watch. Subscription required. Visit max.com today to sign up. <sighs> Man, what a pod. What a pod. Um, I don't even know where to go from here. Like, did we go back to the Yankee series? Um... I mean, what is there even to say? We, did you give out any catch-up yet? Cut no. Bayo talk. Really, all there is to say. I mean, we got an ace. Feels good. Got an ace. Loved what I saw from Justin Turner in this series. Um, Verdugo I don't was know. good. St- huh? Verdugo was good. Verdugo was good. Two hits in every game. Uh, I don't want to be a negative Nancy but like the beatdown on Friday was awesome. But I mean, I was still like, you know, you're not beating the, like beating the Yankees without judge doesn't feel the same. No, it also hurts when you realize Tanner Howard's going to probably be out at least a month. Like you yeah. are in the middle of putting a beat down on and then like arguably one of the few things lately we've been happy about the Red Sox rotation you lose one of the guys that you need developing this year. What? He's made 13 mm-hmm. starts. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Bassett back in 2021, he got hurt like mid August with the facial fracture and he wasn't back to the end of September. Mm-hmm. So you're talking at least a month and the Red Sox are already, you know, kind of thinning out. They've pulled cutter from the bullpen. You don't want to pull Pavetta from the bullpen. Who's at a two twenty ERA out there. Kluber's not a big league pitcher. If they do that, that's just you don't straight want up the insulting. Kluber out there? Fuck no. Uh, I don't want him anywhere. Uh, ex- actually, I want him coaching Garrett Whitlock. That's what I want him to do because apparently they have a nice little uh, Matt Injuries type relationship going. They need to figure something out. Coley, what's the issue? I don't like hearing Matt Injuries' name. All right. Well, <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> glorified coach. 
Peace? That you just skipped over another bright spot, which is the Murph man. Yeah, mm. but not like I think you look at Murph, right? It's nice that you know what, Cole, you'll appreciate this. You know what they should learn from Chris Murphy? Guess what? You should do with Brian Mata. The same thing once he's healthy. Brandon Walter at this point, put them in the bullpen. Let those guys go work and let their stuff play up and you can actually create something. Part of the problem with that is then when they're good in the bullpen, people are like, you can never start them. So it's kind of lose-lose when you do that. They didn't start Bayo in the bullpen unless I'm forgetting. A no, but I, I think when you're talking like fringy guys, right? Like these fringy, like, you know, best case scenario, Mod is a little different, but with Walter and Murphy, it was like, oh, maybe they're back end starters. It's like, well, Brandon Walter's throwing like 90 miles per hour. Chris Murphy can't consistently throw strikes. You put him in the bullpen. You have another Josh Winkowski situation where it all plays up and comes together for you. And I'd say those guys, neither of them have even had the success Winkowski had at AAA. Where he was an actual starter putting up good numbers. I, I think that's the pathway you need to kind of look forward to here. It's just fill in that rotation spot. It's going to be a problem. Uh, there's really no good solution there. Like, I, I saw some people, Will, I think, brought it up on Twitter. He's like, oh, Shane Drohan, like, do you want to go that way? It's nice. He's starting to put up some decent numbers at AAA. He has half the innings and starts that even Bayo had. And Bayo was a top 30 prospect in the game when they forced him up. See, that would be a bit quick, especially for how he, <clears throat> like, looked when he first came up. But I want Murph to get more looks. That's why we haven't even mentioned his name yet. Then I still won't. But the guy that started the first game today. <laughs> that guy. He had four Ks. I think he had five. Even better. He's getting better as the day goes. But I'm just saying. Like. Murph should have been the guy that was called up. Instead of being like. The uh, the extra yeah. for the doubleheader. Th- that's what I didn't understand either. Like you had an injury so you could beat the 15 days. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they look at it and they know Murph's going to be down for a hot minute. And then you can still make that same roster move because it'll be past the 15 days at that point. Yeah, but he's been good since they made him a reliever. Very good at AAA. The stuff's mm-hmm. actually playing up today. I think he topped out at 97 from the mm-hmm. left side. Yeah, that's hard to find in baseball. And they can open up a 40-man spot on top of it for anything else they want to do. They just got to put Blyer on the 60-day. I think that... Didn't they do that today? No. Oh. They didn't have to open a 40-man <laughs> spot. Am I crazy? <laughs> I missed that? Uh, no. I thought I saw that somewhere. Blyer. 60-day. Maybe it was just someone... I had put up the Six idea of doing that last it. night. <clears throat> oh. If they wanted to, you know, pull someone that wasn't, you know, from down there. I was surprised they went Caleb Orth. That was a Heim decision. Cora shouted it out after the game. Yeah, because Cora wanted me to know that it wasn't his fault. That's what that was. It didn't not work. Yeah, it didn't not work. Five innings, two runs. That's a win. Five innings. You didn't go five. No, you combined Caleb and Murphy. That was it. It was opener and a follower. Yeah. 
What? Let's throw 100. What? I'm just saying. I, I can't say anything good or bad. I'm trying not to make anyone cry on this podcast. I feel like every time we do an episode, someone cries. 611 ERA. <clears throat> is, in your opinion, Tyler, is that good? That's fucking horrendous. All right. Because I don't want to share my thoughts on it. Okay. I'm going to keep that to myself. Um, Bayo's nasty, though. And it makes Bayo's me Bayo's nasty. Makes me very mm-hmm. happy. Yeah. Cassis Where'd looks you, uh, unbelievable, too. What do you think his ceiling is? Do you think he is, he's like a two? Like, do you think he'll one day be a one in this rotation? Yeah. You do? I think he's the one right now, so I don't know why his ceiling would go lower. He's the one right now, but in a but good he, rotation, is he a one right now? I mean, even no. as you said, like, after his first start, which was off injury... Uh, against the Angels. Yeah. He's been, would you say, he's two, six, sub eight? three? So when I say, is he a one right now? And I say no, that's not because of what he's doing. I think it's more just you need more of a sample size to make that concrete determination. Like you need I mean, more of a track record to say, yep, he's a, he's a one. He's pitching like a one right now because he's not only is he, uh, he, he's not consistently striking guys out at a high rate, but he can. Um, <clears throat> he's not giving up very many runs. He's not giving up the hits, uh, but he's going deep into games. Like he's consistently going like deep into starts. Do you only view ones as like high strikeout guys? I know Maddox got three K, but you don't think of strikeouts when you think of Maddox. You think of weak contact. Going deep. Yeah, going. No, deep I mean like Maddox is contact. Maddox is a unicorn. I think when you think of like For a clear sure. cut ace, you are thinking of guys that can punch out ten. Like that's like not every time out, not every time out, but like. You know, you look at a at a guy's game nine, log, yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, like that's what I would probably look for is like a, a strikeouts per nine in the in the ten region. But I almost look at it like I pre- so often you see young guys come up, and I think they struggle to go deep because they're always looking for a punch out. They can't get weak contact. I agree. And now that we have actual defenders behind him. Interestingly, he's not giving up as many weak fucking runs like what happened in the Rays game and every game he gives up runs. So I almost view it like I I don't there's nothing about his stuff that tells me he's not going to be a strikeout. I mean, he literally was tonight. So it's it's what do you have eight? I, I think so. Yeah. So, I yeah, I have no problem projecting out. He'll be able to punch guys out. It's it's like he's he's doing it in reverse. Guys come up and they're like, I need to strike everyone out. And he's like, no, I'm going to, this is going to be the weakest ground ball to the first baseman you've ever seen. And it's going to take one pitch to do. So I, I I almost feel more, I mean, again, it's not even just sample size of this year. What was it? When he came back from injury last year, was that August through September, Tyler? He was lights out for a month and a half. So it's, it's not just this year. I was calling in the offseason for him to start opening day. And that was obviously before he got injured, but. That's how I view him. I view him as a one on a really good staff. And I, I think the other thing is, like, you look at last year, the walks were 4.2. I still think we see the command at times be shoddy where he doesn't have that for him. And I think it's just going to get better. It's down to 2.9 so far this year. Um, the homers, he's fixed that. That wasn't an issue at all last year. It became an issue early this year. He's kind of making those corrections. I don't know if you're going to ask me if I ever think he's going to make that jump into being someone who misses, you know, 10k per nine or something like that 
We'll see. You know, when he was at AAA a year ago, it was 11.6. So I think it's finding that balance. And the stuff is that good. It's not like you look at it and you're like, oh, he's smoking mirrors, you know, some of the time to just get by. No, I, I think it's just him kind of refining himself. If you ask me right now, like, do I view him as a one? He, I think he has the ability of a one. I think the other thing is, how will the body, you know, handle heavy workloads? He is a smaller guy. We know sometimes with those types of pitchers, they break down. He did deal with forearm tightness coming into this year. What's it going to be like when you start pushing him towards 200 innings? Um, and you're just not going to know that. They're not going to let him get anywhere near that this year. Realistically, how many pitchers in baseball even get up there at this right. point? Like you can get that in a smaller, you know, 160 inning sample size. But yeah, I think in a perfect world, you enter this offseason and Bayo's your two that can pitch to the level of a number one, but you back him with that veteran who can add all those innings underneath them. Find that Aaron Nola type or someone along those lines that you can say, all right, it's him. Bayo has that ability. Maybe he surpasses him, and, you know, when we're in that kind of situation. And then you kind of build out the rest of the rotation based on what you have. The Whitlocks of the world. Can you be my number three? One of Cutter or Tanner, four. And then, you know, the five. Is it Shane Drohan in a year? Is it some guy you plug just to find a way? Who knows? It could be anyone who breaks out at that point. But that's what you dream on. But he is showing, yeah, he's not a mid. I think he's better than a mid rotation guy. He's at least from a talent perspective. He has ace quality stuff. Just more old school. A lot of ground balls. Yeah, and I would, I mean, I would be signing a starting pitcher like top end. These next two off seasons are flush with high quality starting pitchers. So I would be. We talked about this, I think, on the last episode. Who do you, who do you like? I haven't looked at it in a while. Let me see. It's like the only one that I remember where I was like, uh, that seems appealing to me was, uh, like Lucas Giolito. Lucas Giolito. I want you like hair. I don't consider. I'm talking like active major leaguers right now. I think if you're looking for true ace stuff, it's probably Nola. But even that has flags uh, yeah, based Nola. on this year. Is Wheel- Wheeler's not up? Is he? Mm-mm. I mean Otani. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel I've I had these fucking memorized and now none of oh so it was next year more so because that's when it's like Bieber Bueller Burns so not this offseason next year uh Corbin we all want some Corbin uh Soroka will be up after next year. Wheeler's up next year and Woodruff. So you can get either of the Brewers guy. And since a lot of these guys are entering their last year, you could trade for a couple or one of them. Uh this offseason, let's see. Flaherty's interesting. I know he hasn't been the same guy uh for like two years now, but he's interesting. He turned a little bit of a corner though, didn't he? I'm I mean, I just know that the team's bad, so I haven't been paying too much attention. Um, He'd been better before he got rocked in his last start. Yeah, Nolan, Otani. Uh, Eddie can opt out. I don't know that. <laughs> As I like, see, I would want Eddie back. I don't know how that would go. 
And uh, Julio uh, Urias, who's I think's been bad this year for the Dodgers. Yeah. After being like what twenty-one and two last year, something stupid. Mm-hmm. So if you could even get him at not like breaking the the record for signing a starting pitcher, I would be. I mean, he's got some horrible things that he's done in his life, uh, and I'd probably consider it. I, I just uh, feel apparently. like like none of those names like jump out to me as like what you what you're hoping for. Like people I, I said that people said that about Gosman too. Yeah, but I think there were stuff with Gosman where you were trending in the right direction. I think those other names they're really trending more in the opposite direction. Um, that, that's where I kind of go and look at like Yamamoto, and I think you could get someone like him. He's 25, 25 considered a Tanaka clone, like. If you're talking about building a young rotation that can stick with you for years to come and someone who could, you know, continue to climb upwards, that feels like you're getting the best of both worlds. And I still think this front office, there's going to be a lot of weird, you know, being hesitant towards giving pitchers these deals in that like age 30 area. I think especially trying to convince ownership after the Chris Sale contract, they're going to be nervous every single time it's even talked about. I'm not... I don't hate the idea of going out. Obviously, the idea is like, well, that's where uh, Urias comes in. I think he's still like 24, 20, or pretty 24, 25, something like that. Yeah, next um, year will be 27. It's just, do you, like, okay, so do you yeah. buy last year where like the FIP was 370? Do you think he's a that, uh, that guy? Like, like, he's been good his whole, like, he's been good. I'm not saying he's been the best pitcher in the league every year, but it's like, we need yeah, the rotation you just laid out was really bad after the second name like cutter crawford can't be your your three or four no like, i, I think like your whitlock profiles into that number three guy that rick porcello and then your four or five you hope one of those guys becomes tanner or cutter oh, yeah but that's a hope that's why i'm saying like get guys who we know at at minimum are good like they don't all have to be aces just good um that's what i'm looking at because i can't do youth for a bridge again next year that's where it's like yeah i would trade for corbin burns and then just resign him like porcello yeah it's just are you will what are you willing to give up to get him i guess would be my question i don't know the brewers don't seem like the sharpest of organizations they were better i guess this offseason but i don't know that they like they've already pissed him off so i know he wants out I don't know that he's gonna with one year left. I don't know that he's commanding like a huge like if he gets straight at the deadline this year, that wouldn't necessarily shock me. No, I don't think it's insane. It's just is the Red Sox farm system in a place where they're gonna feel comfortable giving up what you gotta give up. That's where I think if it's this offseason for and the Red Sox shouldn't be buying at this deadline, obviously, but that's where it's like if it's this offseason, will the price be that heavy? I don't think so. Yeah, I'd be curious. But I bet there'd be a lot of other suitors as well trying to get in there. Probably, but where it's going to be the Yankees trying to offer Anthony Volpe, and he sucks. <laughs> but, you you know, you say Anthony Volpe, right? It's like that comp to the Red Sox is Meyer. No, it's not. Meyer's good. Both. It's like Brainy upper echelon <laughs> top of prospects in the game. So they can have Bonacci. Hey, no. <laughs> no way. What know. do you mean, no? You're not even on a top 100 list. So? Who totally? If, I don't think it call. I don't think they'd be willing to give up Volpe in the first place. But I don't. It would take. They should. He's bad. I, I I think you'd probably have to start with a package. 
I, I don't want to say place because it's only one year, but depending on who's going after, like is Nick York enough to center a package if he keeps this year up? Maybe. But, you know, there's still I, I red mean, flags. It there's I can't remember who was just talking about the farm system. They're calling it like e- easy top 10 in base. Yeah. Fangraphs had with. a thing, but they also included Yoshida and Casas on that list. Which they should. They're rookies. Um, well, they're both graduates at this point. It's also like Roman Anthony has been tearing the cover off the ball. Uh, and Manuel Valdez has nine hits since he went back down to AAA. Four of them are home runs. Uh, Blaze can't even break into AA because there's too much talent there, right? Like, he has the at-bats to be up at AA, but where are they going to play him? There's too good. Yeah, the Sea the, Dogs would beat the Royals in a four-game <laughs> series three three times. No doubt in my mind. Uh, it's just you, you get into that tough spot. Like, I like Valdez. Do I think a lot of organizations are going to ever look at him as that valuable? No. Um, no, of course not. I, I'm not even saying that's who you're trading. What I'm saying is, like, there's depth. And, and teams aren't always looking for major league ready guy. They'd like one major league ready guy, probably. But even Myers not major league ready. And the, the Brewers of all teams have a middle infield guy that they already have. And Willie Adamas, the untradeable Willie Adamas, they're probably going to resign. So it's, is that even what they're looking for? Or would, like... And I'm not trying to trade him either, but is Roman Anthony more interest appealing to them? I know they have South Relic, but or like <laughs> you need more than one outfielder. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's it's tough to guess what they're going to want, right? You're going to like talk yourself in circles there. I just I feel like where the Red Sox are, I'd be surprised if they dealt the significant package at this point, because I think the whole right. point of them staying under the luxury taxes here is so that they can hand out some money moving forward. I well, that's where I try and do both, and that's where I think someone like Burns or Woodruff, like I think both help this rotation. Obviously, I think Burns is better, but both help this rotation. Both expire after next season. There's no, I don't think the Brewers are keeping either of them. They're not a, a very like they don't have a lot of money. No, uh, it's I, just not what they do. And that's where you got to look. If you're the Red Sox, can you get a controllable starter? I would just want to like, that's why, you know, you bring up a Dylan Cease or one of these names, right? Can they profile or fit into that guy? I don't know. That's where, depending on maybe the draft, they have a really strong draft. They feel comfortable doing it as well. But like, you know, Miguel Blaze, are you going to trade him right now? His stock's kind of not down, down, but, you know, it's taking a slight hit. He's going to be out the rest of the year, um, you know, coming off a shoulder injury. Roman Anthony's popping. Now we're seeing him lift the ball. That goes a long way. Are they going to want to move off of someone like that? Like you're, you're going to have to pick and choose where the farm system's already going to be. You know, I don't consider it a top ten farm system once Casas and Yoshida are graduated. I think they're right more in that fifteen area. That's surprising to me because I I think now that they uh, care about pitching too, which has been like they've always been able to produce hitting. That's never been a question. But now that they've actually focused on, hey, we can also we don't have to just sign pitchers. We can try and make them here our own. Uh, I for sure think it's it's top ten. And it's like, I, do I know the Rockies farm system? No, with, I don't. With Casas and Yoshida out. <laughs> yes, with them out because I I value those. A, like the the Florida League. I value the single, like uh, low and high A. Like I value all, like I I think GMs look at every level, not just, like I don't even think they really value AAA tremendously. Well, I think it's everything AA and below. We've seen the lower minors, like that, that's been a big issue for the Red Sox because that's where some of their depth was this offseason and they had a hard time making deals because now GMs want players that are closer. 
Like you well, know, that was you, this off season. I don't know. That that's I, I think every that's the. I think that's the mindset moving forward, though. I don't think you're going to see a ton of packages anymore of those lower level guys being like the main parts. I think people want more proven commodities, so you don't have those deals explode in your face. And listen, there there are names there. It's like Luis Perales has really been putting together a really nice stretch. That's huge to see. Um, so you know, can you continue to? kind of grind along on some of that. We know Blaze breaking out and his rise, Mikey Romero, if he can get healthy, he plays into that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just be, I'd be curious to see what the Red Sox are willing to give away. Cause I, I do, I don't have them as a top 10 system. Uh, if Casas and Yoshida are out of there, I think they're more closer to 15. Yeah. I mean, I think also it's just like the blend of Heim and Dombrowski guys makes it, an interesting farm system because it's like they have two different approaches and I know organizationally, they're still looking at certain things bat wise, but after this draft, what do we have? The 13th pick in this draft, 14th, pick, 14, 14. Like I'm very, I, I don't, I wouldn't be shocked if they went pitcher just because they've kind of changed their thinking there. And it seems Aren't they, to be like all the mock drafts have them taking another fucking shortstop. Yes. Matt Shaw, a lot of people are all over him. He's like the definition of a guy who's probably a second baseman, but can mash. Is that Stats' guy? I can't yeah. Remember who he's Stats doing. has been all over him. He's been one of the names kind of floated up there, but that, that's their profile and makes sense. Like you can move those guys around and find, you know, if he can hit, sure. Maybe he's a third baseman. Maybe he's a second baseman. Maybe he's an outfielder. Look at Nick York. You know, he can hit. We'll find a position for you. Right. That was talking prospects with Coley Mick and Tyler Milliken. Um, brought to you by Ed- Eddie's Goat Milk. Get it in you. Uh, we never did the Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. No. Let's do it. <clears throat> Ketchup Series MVP brought to you by Clark's Ketchup. Drizzle that ketchup. Um, so I think I saw, did I see a fucking thread on the Section 10 Reddit about people being like, oh, they fucking, they, they watered down the Clark's Ketchup Series MVP by having too many people vote for it. Shut, shut up. Shut up. We added way more credibility to it. And we're adding more credibility. <laughs> Welcome to the panel, Jemai Webster. Oh! Yeah. Save that family today. Jemai Webster is on the panel now. So fucking cry about it. Let uh, him lead I mean, off. Who did you get? All right. I just want to run through. I want to make sure 
The panel is Lou Maloney, Will Fleming, Kevin Euclid, Tom Karen, Alex Cora, Coley, uh, OB, Will Middlebrooks, and Jemai Webster. And then us. I just had to put Coley on the list because he's not always here. Well, I mean, last week I was just asleep. That wasn't my fault. You saw how hard I worked that day. You did. Yeah, you were cooking all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Cheeseburgers. Sausages. Mm-hmm. Uh, chicken. Mm-hmm. Cookies. Yep. And uh, uh, hot some dogs fries, too. Some fries, fries that you yep. spilled all over the place. No one saw me do that. I was an honorable person and, and admitted to it, even though no one saw it happen. And I cleaned up after myself. I pay, I could have just left it there. A dog would have done it. So, yeah, you could have. Yeah. Could have blamed the dog. Could have left it for the dog. You did blame no. the dog. You have. You did. No. <laughs> well, it was me. I did it. I know. I apologize. I don't care. Oh, did you get the did you get the balls? I I got three boxes. There could be anything yeah. in those boxes. We'll never you didn't know. open them yet? I promise. I told you this. I'll read you verbatim the text. Okay. <clears throat> when was when was Sailor's birthday? March. Okay. So I sent so, you I sent you a picture of the penguin. You yep, got Fallon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fucking chilling. Uh, you said that's right, and <laughs> and you said uh, fourteen minutes later, did the balls get there? Mm. I said there are three other boxes that arrived. Yes, mm. you said yeah, there were five hundo balls. <laughs> I said I'll never know. Three boxes could be anything in there. You're just never gonna open them. No, because then I'll have 500 balls running around my house. Yeah, but... So, Coley's daughter, Sailor, it was her third birthday? Third birthday. I got her an inflatable princess castle that also has a ball pit. But it didn't come with the balls. And then I forgot to order the balls because I, again, thought that it came with it. Then I went for Fallon's first birthday and was reminded that the castle didn't have balls. So Fallon's birthday present was a gigantic stuffed penguin. Mm-hmm. And with the penguin came 500 balls for the princess castle that now Coley is outright refusing to include with the castle, which is bullshit. I listen, the castle's also never getting blown up. You said that thing was like bigger than my house. It would take up your entire living room, yes. Right, yeah. I that's just untenable. That's an untenable way to live life. Listen. Castle's getting built, balls are going in the pit. I promise not neither of those things are happening. Uh that's what you think. <laughs> Five hundred balls. 
three giant boxes. Mariah was like, what are those? I was like, please don't worry about it. I promise <laughs> this is not something you need to concern yourself with. 500 balls. Mm. 510 to be exact. Yeah, I'll never know. Listen. <laughs> the balls must go on. Castle's getting built. I mean, you can't, you can't just, you can't just keep it there. What are you going to do? What do you mean? You're just going to keep the boxes just sitting there? What are you going to do with them? Oh, basement. No. Mm -hmm. I paid good money for those balls. No one told you to do that. <laughs> Technically. I did not. What did I ask for? What did I ask for? $10,000. No, $5,000. Oh, no. No, no, no. It was ten. It was... No, there was someone else there that said that you asked $10,000. You asked me for $5,000. Yeah, that's right. Anyone who asks what to get my daughters, I just say cash and lots of it. And then they don't do lots it. Lots of it. No one ever agrees. $5,000 cash. Mm -hmm. But I went, I went balls. Big penguin. Big penguin. How, how big would you say the penguin is? Is it if you stood, if you like, if you held the penguin's wings and held it up to where it's like standing upright, is it bigger than Za? Oh, I was going to say it's Blackburn size for sure. That's a, still it's a, a big, big penguin. penguin. It's a big yeah. penguin. It's a big penguin. All right. Well, at least that's not going to get stuffed in a basement somewhere. Oh, you know? no. I brought it out so fast. I was very excited to see him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you give him a name? Not yet. That's that's for Fallon to decide. I, I don't want to step over any lines. Well, she can't speak. No, she's screaming right now. This idiot, she she hasn't grown any teeth. And now she's got all of them coming in at once, and it hurts. Yeah. And I'm like, well, whose fault is that, dude? All right. Grow them one at a time. Right. If you're more selective about that, there's no way that hurts as much. Correct. Mm. Like if you go to the dentist, you don't get all your teeth pulled. You get one tooth pulled. Right. Yeah. That's how that works. Mm. Tyler, what are, you, what are you looking at? You dumb face. I had a rough teething phase, I remember. I chewed on a I lot of things. Remember. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> my baby teeth never left me. I'm sorry? I had to get three removed because they just wouldn't fall out. So I had extremely strong baby teeth. Some would call you them... You have all your adult teeth now. Yes. I don't. Coley doesn't have all his adult teeth. That happens. I bet more adults have teeth missing than all their teeth. I have fake teeth. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. Do you have spikes under them? Mm -hmm. Like, do you uh, really like the rappers? Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. They're hurt, just like the rappers. <laughs> You're lying. I'm not lying. Let me see your teeth. They do look quite nice. My bottom, my top row, my top row is real. My bottom row is not. So the spikes are on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Cole, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I know. It's horrifying. Yeah. And you got that done? Uh-huh. How long did it take? 
Not that long. It's only like the front four. It's a lot. My my front row, like my front two teeth overlapped, and then one was like high and and like went up. So like, I went to the dentist, and they suggested Invisalign, and I said no, because. <laughs> I think it takes a year to straighten your teeth and you have to keep retainers in forever. I lost mine. And, and I dip and you have to keep them in like 23. You can only take them out to eat. It was like, uh, no, I, I was like, just fucking shave my teeth down, put in the fake teeth and get it over with. Cause if, cause in a year when I get sick of this Invisalign, I'm just going to come back and have you do it anyway. So, I'm going to pay what, like thousands for the Invisalign and then thousands for the teeth on top of that. Just do the fucking teeth. Do you have pictures? I mean, I didn't. I saw like the x-rays of my nub teeth, but. So they're more nub than spike. Yeah, they're like they they shave them down to like pegs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're like tooth pegs. Do you have to get them? You have to get them redone, right? No. I thought it was like every 10 years. No, those are titties. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But I thought yeah, that, they, I thought because they're, what are they, porcelain? Yeah. Yeah, I thought they only lasted like 10 years. That's news to me if that's the case. I'm sure you weren't listening. You can feel them? They feel like teeth. I can see that. Yeah, they feel like, they just feel like teeth. But they can fall. Like, if I punch you, would they pop out and you'd have the little peg-leg tooth? No. They're, like, cemented in there. Maybe that's something I'll get done one day. Why? What's wrong with your fucking teeth, Tyler? I don't, I don't know. I, I, you know, I had retainers, but I lost them. I lost them rather quickly. Uh, and then I found them, like, two years ago. And then I tried to put them in, and the pain, the, the incredible pain of my teeth shifting. Yeah. I had braces when I was 21. I had braces for like six months, and I was like, take these fucking things off. No, I thought if I put the retainers <laughs> in, they'd go back to how they were. Yeah. I was like, 10 years from now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking put porcelain in this bitch. No, I did. Should I go gold right there? Yeah, you really should. I want to. Yeah, I'm going to ask you this question, Coley. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Say we do a uh, live show, right? Mm-hmm. And we all have individual. See a Tyler. See a Jake. <laughs> I think. What is that? Just like a. They have to like reset because we've been in here for so long. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. Yep. Um, if we did a live show and everyone had individual walkout songs, mm-hmm. what? song would you come out to because i every time that this song comes out on shuffle i'm always like i could totally see coley walking out to this i'm very interested what that song is that you're thinking of my answer to all of these questions always is dipset anthem oh okay what was your song uh for me what was the song you thought of for me just the instrumental i don't even want I don't even want the... I could see you coming out to this song. This is a very cold-y, like. And there is an instrumental on Spotify. 
Coley, Coley's like a, I feel like Coley walks slow when he's introduced. Like Coley walks with a purpose and authority. Every time that song comes on, like, it feels like a Coley song. I mean, I like the song. It's a I'm good not song. wrong. I said, Great no, I said song. it's a good song. Uh, good instrumental. Uh, anytime I hear any like tuba or trombone type sounds, I do think yeah. of fat guys walking, so I get it. You're not a fat guy, you're a tall guy, you're a big guy. Not small I, guy. You want to talk fat guys? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I didn't. Jared, Jared, I, Jared, don't. I wasn't even going to say you. I know I you were. I was going to say Pablo Sandoval. <laughs> I didn't even say anything about you. you had, that's a guilty. This is a terrible, this is a, this is a terrible look That is you. a guilty conscience. For every for everyone who is listening, Jared was staring directly into my soul. No, I wasn't. Said, I, I wasn't even Coley, looking at Coley, you. Coley, not. Coley, not. don't defend this I'm behavior. I'm not defending Jake. <laughs> Jake. No, you're the one who thought that, Tyler. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about you. I was thinking of Pablo Sandoval. Continue. What would your song be? Something stupid, Tyler. No, I, I was thinking. I, I think I do Father Stretch My Hands part one. What the fuck is I feel that? Like that, that? That's from Life of Pablo. You'd know it if you heard you it. Know it. Um, You'd absolutely know it. Yeah, I would 100%. know it. They've put it over but it every the sports highlight of the last... Where did that song? You know, like the buzzer years? beaters. They'll like slow it down as you know. Insert Damian Lillard hitting a game winner. It's had to have happened. Let it play. This? Yes. Wait. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 I gotta reset my page. Bye. Jake, what would yours be? I'm still thinking about it. I would probably do some old school Lil Wayne, something like that. What? Okay. You're a little younger than me, so what do you consider old school Lil Wayne? Like the Carter 2, Carter 3. Okay, that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> the Carter 3 is old school to you? Yeah, for sure. That's oh, what I was worried about. That would be for me as well. Yeah, I don't care Jesus. for that. Yeah, the Carter 3 was like the soundtrack to like my 2008 summer. It's eight or nine. I think it was eight. The Carter 3. May have, yeah, it may have been. Came out. Six foot, seven foot would be a banger walking out too. Just it was released me. June 10th. Of 2008, so we just passed what the 15 year reunion or, or the 14 year? I uh, know 15. Mm. Bad math. Are you sure? Eight yeah. plus five 15. is 13. 23. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. 15. That's Jesus Christ. That was 15 years ago. <sighs> Yeah, I saw one. Of, I saw something about like that that deeply ups. Like this was 15 years ago, and I was like, "No, it wasn't." Shut your mouth. 2000, <laughs> the summer of 2008. 
was 15 years ago. Like mm-hmm. our summer. It was in fifth grade. It was, it was our summer after our freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember the summer of 2008. Um, like one of my buddies came back. Uh, he was on leave from uh, the army. And uh, he's had like a little cookout with his family. And he was like, yeah, like uh, pick up some dip on the way. And I was like, you got it. <laughs> Just showing up with like a fucking log of wintergreen skull. And he was like, buddy, I meant chip dip like what the fuck are you doing like not that kind of parties like my nan is here (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh i mean you just came back from the desert like i thought we were doing it no salsa chips and salsa so were you the only one who like packed a lip and you're just walking around or did you just put it away yeah I don't do it so much like in public anymore. If you go back and like watch some of those 2018 videos, you'd be very hard pressed to find me without a lip in. Like all of them. Like there's like the the video of like me and Hubs at Fenway. I'm like berating him with a lip in my mouth. We're out in LA and I'm like screaming at Hubs and whoever. Like there's a lip in my mouth. Yeah. But no free ads, but shout out Black Buffalo. It's uh tobacco free for everyone being like oh you're so cool you're fucking you're gonna fucking rot your fucking jaw off bro no 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 I don't need to I hear this to black. <laughs> yeah Coley's still <laughs> Coley's still on the real shit I, I switched to black buffalo like in like 2017 2018 <sighs> um yeah we played the Ketchup theme song like 20 minutes ago mm-hmm. no votes submitted yet well I asked for demise and then you asked about balls yeah I don't know how he got on balls is- from there you didn't have the votes yet? No, I did have them. Jemai Webster. Wait, we got yelled at for not doing the fucking voting music. That's on me. Where the fuck is... Oh, here it is. Okay, Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. We have the first vote submitted for the first time ever by Jemai Webster, the Nesson Red Sox sideline reporter. Jemai Webster, who took a 103 mile per hour line shot off the rib cage from Rafael Devers, got it signed and everything. Jemai says, I'm going to go Brian Bayo, who helped solidify the sweep tonight. Uh, going 14 innings, seven hits, three earned runs, and 11 strikeouts. 200 pitches and two starts and back-to-back weekends for the Sox. Though I will say Justin Turner was very close 1A. What a dominant series. So that's Brian Bayo. Brian Bayo for Jemai Webster. Next up, Loomer. You know him, you love him. Saw him down at Fenway. Loomer Loney says, damn. (laughs) I still feel like it's Turner. Verdugo is a strong candidate. I'm going Turner. Set the tone for the weekend. Wow. Thank you, Lou. Will Fleming. W-E-E-I. Voice of the Red Sox on the radio. He says, 
Has to be Turner, I think. Packets for Hauk, Bayo, Pavetta, and Verdugo. But that is a vote for Justin Turner. Next up, Kevin Euclid. World Series champion with the Boston Red Sox, now working for Nesson. He says the bullpen was MVP of the series, and I said, no, 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 no. You can't do that, Uke. You got to pick one guy. And he says, if it can't be the bullpen, it's Turner. That's another vote for Justin Turner, Jake. Next up. You see his face? One more time. One more time. Oh, yes. You see his face on Ness and Pre and Posts. Sometimes he's on the sideline as well. Tom Karen, TC, from Nesson. He votes for Alex Verdugo. Two hits every day, he adds. That's a vote for Alex Verdugo. Next up, you know him, you love him. He's the manager of the Boston Red Sox. He's a father himself. Happy Father's Day, Alex Cora. I said, I have no idea who you're going to pick. And he says, Turner. He set the tone. Euclid, and excuse me, Merloni and Cora both saying Turner because he set the tone. Big tone. Big tone vibes going on um, in this vote. Next up, the television voice of the Boston Red Sox on Nesson. Dave O'Brien, OB. You know he's talking socks. And when he's talking socks, he's talking the MVP of this series, and he also votes for Justin Turner. And then finally, he flew in from Florida, even though it was Father's Day, on the broadcast with OB. World Series champion, Will Middlebrooks, submits his vote for Alex Verdugo. What does that make it, Jake? That makes it one, two, three, four, five for Turner. Yep. Two for Verdugo and one for Brian Bale. Okay. Um, so it can still be tipped one way or another. Um, So I'm going to submit my vote right now. Because I'm not voting for Justin Turner. Oh, no. Whoa. Oh, no. Not a vote for Justin Turner this time around. My vote... belongs to Jake, who went for the reverse sweep. He said, you know what? No more sweeps. This team wants to lose to the fucking Colorado Rockies. Not picking sweeps anymore. I'm going reverse sweep. I'm picking the Yankees to sweep. And it was that reverse sweep that got the Red Sox season back on track for them to sweep the New York Yankees in this weekend series. My vote for Clark's Ketchup Series MVP goes to Jake. Cole, I see you shaking your head. Who you who you voting for, you piece of shit? My earlier today I was like it's clearly Jake there's not oh, a doubt oh. in my mind we talk okay, about yeah. setting the tone <laughs> yeah Turner 
Turner's getting a lot of Jake's credit here, I'd argue. The tone was set before Justin Turner woke up. Yeah. He went out there inspired because of Jake. Jake's picked a sweep 700 consecutive series. <laughs> yeah. And he said, not not today. You got to earn these yep. sweeps. You can, I don't just dish them out because I like you fellas. I dish them out because that's what I feel in here in, in the heart, in the cockles yeah. of my heart. And he said, no, no, you bums are getting swept. And they didn't like that. And they responded in kind. So yeah, Justin yeah. Turner unbelievable way to continue the tone that was set by Jake but in no way shape or form did he set that tone he did not none oh so that's, a, that's two votes Jake yeah um okay Tyler who are you voting for I feel I have to vote for Jake and I'll put my hand up who t- I tweeted you, Jake, did I not on Friday night when their offense exploded? And I simply said, listen, all it took was Jake picking a sweep for the Yankees for the Red Sox to get back to who they are. And at the end of the day, Turner hit in those two first two games. He went 0 for 4 in that last mm-hmm. game. Did Jake go 0, 0 for 4 anytime this no. weekend? No, it hit, hit. Yep. Jake is the uh, Clark's Ketchup MVP. Jake, who, who are you voting for for Clark's Ketchup Series MVP? I mean, first of all, I love the picks. Um, yeah, I I would vote for myself to if it were to put it over the edge, but I still can't win. So I'm just going to give it to JT for setting the tone with me. All class. What a guy. All fucking class. Jake is all class. Wow. All right. Well, that means that uh, the... Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. Is this his first? I don't think it is. Can't be. No. Mm-mm. There's only so many good hitters on this team. <laughs> Congratulations. Justin Turner, your Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. With a great uh, showing by Jake as well. That should not uh, go understated. Jake is, um, I think he's the first first podcaster to get votes. Turner's one other MVP this year was the Mariner series, May 15th to the 17th, and he was unanimous. Oh. Wow. See, now we're going to see like less and less unanimous decisions now that the voting panel has expanded so much. Maybe. I mean, I I actually do agree with the Verdugo votes more than the Turner votes. You do? Hmm. Did it every game? Yeah, that's, I mean, I you know, I factor in the entire series. Yeah, you like to I would love, if it, if it were, if we, if they had only won two, I would have been banging the Bayo drum hard. Uh, mm-hmm. But they didn't. They swapped him because the Yankees are bad. Truly. Now, what did, what did I do wrong? What did I see wrong? It's time to look ahead. The Stop and Chop Look Ahead brought to you by Stop and Chop. Head on down to Stop and Chop. Use the promo code section 10 to get 10 cents off each one of your tangerines when you buy at least five pounds of tangerines only at Stop and Shop. 
It's a great deal. Um, take advantage of it if you can. Only at Stop and Shop. It's a four-game series versus the first-place Minnesota Twins, who you have a better record than even though you're in last place. James Paxton versus Pablo Lopez. Cutter Crawford versus Bailey Ober. Garrett Whitlock versus Sonny Gray. And the Red Sox did not name a starter for Thursday at 110. Um, but the Minnesota Twins are going with Joe Ryan. Uh, Pablo Lopez, 3-3, three and three, a 427 ERA, a 111 whip, and a 10.8 strikeouts per nine. Uh, he's having a better season than the ERA would show. 356 FIP, uh, one f- call it 12 whip, and his career best strikeouts per nine, 10.8. Um, he's having a weird June, though. Three starts, uh, 482 ERA, but a 230 FIP. I don't know. He's an innings eater, pitching to the sixth in 12 of 14 starts and into the seventh on seven different occasions. Um, his savant page, all red, pretty much. Yeah, there's a lot of red there. Chase rate, 95th percentile. Looks like a whiff percentage, 77th. Yeah, he's got a lot of red on that savant page. Twins are eight and six when he starts. Red Sox hitters, five for 22. Adam Duvall, three for six. Um, and he will go up against James Paxton. Two and one, 309 ERA, a 116 whip, 12.4 strikeouts per nine. Um, yeah, James Paxton, this is uh, since his only bad start of the year. He has gone three starts, 18 innings, 14 hits, four runs, three earned, four walks, 25 fucking strikeouts. Uh, not a ton of luck again. Uh, has not allowed a home run. So Paxton was supposed to what? He was supposed to go. They pushed Paxton. Yeah, he was supposed to pitch uh, today, and they they pushed him back because they got an extra arm and it allowed everyone else to kind of push down. And you can figure out Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bailey Ober, four and three, two sixty five ERA and oh ninety nine WHIP and an eight point four strikeouts per nine. <laughs> um, this is his third season in the MLB, and he's improved each time. Um, ERA has gone down from 419 to 321 to 265. The whip has gone from 120 to 105 to 099. He has a 365 FIP this year. He's only allowed six home runs this year. Uh, season high, seven strikeouts. He's done it three times, including in each of his last two starts. This motherfucker is six foot nine, 260 pounds. Jesus Christ. Uh, the best batting average against any one of his pitches is 218. Apparently, this guy's is the real deal. His best pitch is his changeup, 24% usage is his number two pitch, uh, 27% whiff rate, 193 batting average against. Um, his biggest strength is making hitters chase, as he's in the 94th percentile for that. Twins are six and four when he starts, but they are two and three in his last five. Uh,. <laughs> The only home run on the Red Sox roster is Mondesi, who I believe is dead. Is he not? He's not like a, that's not happening, right? Like the chances of us seeing Mondesi this year cannot be very high. I guess we see Trevor's story before we'd see him. Yeah. They just shut him down at this point because he's still dealing with soreness. It's just not getting better. Whatever, yeah. Nice Red coming. Sox hitter is six for 28. Um, yeah. He's going up against Cutter Crawford. Cutter Crawford, 1 and 3, 420 ERA, 113 whip, 9.1 strikeouts per nine. Red Sox appear to be capping his innings since he's been back in the rotation. Uh, he's gone three innings, three plus, and then four. He did throw 80 pitches his last time out. 
Um, and also with Hauk being down for a while, maybe they let him go. Maybe four earned runs. Just got to stretch him out. Four earned runs in his last start. The three walks didn't help at all. Uh, ZRA and FIP are going in opposite directions since he returned to the rotation. Um, which is weird. He went from June 1st, it was a 352 ERA and a 444 FIP. And now, as of June 18th, a 420 ERA with a 383 FIP. So that's weird. Um, then, Garrett Whitlock versus Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray, 4-1, a 237 ERA, a 128 WHIP, and a 9.4 strikeouts per nine. His 254 FIP leads the American League this year. He's only allowed one home run this year in 76 innings pitched. His home run stats aren't even that fluky. Um, he has not allowed more than three earned runs in a start all year. Uh, but he's not been very sharp in his last four starts. He's walked three, zero, two, four. Uh, walking a lot of batters. Not really striking anybody out to offset that. Um He's not had more than six strikeouts in a game since May 12th. He faced the Red Sox earlier this year. Five innings, seven hits, one earned run, two walks, seven strikeouts, and no decision in a game that the Red Sox won. Uh, twins are 7-7 seven, seven in the, when he pitches this year. I mean, that just doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, guys, been now, I mean, the Twins are in first place, but they suck. They have great pitching, but they can't fucking win when Sonny Gray's in the mound. He has the best FIP in the league. Uh, he's going up against Garrett Whitlock. Garrett Woodlock, 4-2, a 438 ERA, a 123 whip. Uh, he's been quite good in his four starts since his return from injury. 3-0, a 313 ERA, a 301 FIP, 659 OPS. Uh, his sweeper, his sweeper has a 51% whiff rate, and he throws it 22.6% of the time, a 156 batting average against. Uh, so you'd think the K rate would have to jump soon. There's so many whiffs from the changeup, 31% and the sweeper. Um, He's also in the 36th percentile in walk percentage. Red Sox are 5-2 and two when he starts and have won all four of his starts since he returned from injury, which is nice. They, again, the Red Sox did not name a starter yet. Who are your guesses, Tyler? It, it's tough. Like You look at Shane Dorhan does line up if they wanted to go that way for just one spot That'd start, but I'm going to guess it, it would be, but I, I have a hard time believing they're going to push him. At that point, it's kind of anybody's guess with what's at AAA. There's really nobody that like stands out as a legit starter down there uh, that you can easily kind of depend on, at least for multiple starts. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some combination of like a opener with Kluber. And if Murphy ends up coming back up, they kind of run a similar play as they ran today. Yeah. Um. So that means uh, Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan is a star. Stud, 7-4, ERA, 0-97 whip, and a 9.7 strikeouts per nine. Uh, 2.95 FIP. He's completed six innings or more in 12 of 14 starts this year. Uh, he's only allowed more than three earned runs three times all year. He's allowed between zero and one earned runs in six starts. Strikeouts have been weird for him this year. Three games of 10 strikeouts and one of nine strikeouts, but five starts. With five strike or four strikeouts or less, um, he's in the 85th percentile or better in expected ERA, expected batting, expected slug, barrel percentage, walk rate, chase rate. Uh, his splitter is his best pitch. 
doesn't have a ton of whiffs on it, but he uses it 27.3% of the time, 160, 170 batting average on it. Throws his fastball 59% of the time. And it, it's not hard. 92.5, 211 batting average, 320 slug on it, 27.1% whiff rate. Uh, he faced the Red Sox earlier this year, six innings, six hits, three earned runs, a walk, three strikeouts, and a homer. The Twins are eight and six when he starts this year, but they have lost three of the last four. Uh, Kike and Verdugo have home runs off of him. Um, so again, it is tough to make a prediction without knowing who the Red Sox starter is going to be on Thursday uh, and with a really good pitcher going for Minnesota. But maybe that factors in. Maybe it doesn't matter because Joe Ryan's so good. But anyways, prediction time. Just a heads up on the Chris Murphy front. He wouldn't be actually eligible until the following day on Friday. Mm. It'd be 15 days at that Mm. point. Mm. So you're saying it's more likely that it could be Drohan. I'd be surprised if it was him. Maybe they kind of move things around. I think Walter ended up pitching Saturday. Did they scratch him and kind of go that way? That might be an option as well. Mm. Okay. Um, it, Jake Faria, maybe maybe they go that way as well. He had his best start of the season against Baltimore a couple days ago. That, that's a guy you call up and you can DFA and dump if you're just looking for one, but he stretched out to six innings. Mm. All right. Um, Coley. What do you got in this series? Feels like a split. They uh they they feel like a team this whole season where it's like they're either looking ahead or looking at what they just did and coming off a sweep. I I feel like they even may lose the first two and then win the last two. Like that there's this team destined to win eighty. 80 to 84 games. This is what they're about. That's their whole jam. Uh, <laughs> That's and that, their whole jam. That can't happen without... Like, the the Rockies and the Red Series, and the, the Cardinals series, really put a big old extinguisher on my expectations for this team this year. Those were three bad teams. They didn't do what they should have done against those teams, and it's upsetting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going two point. and two. It's a very fair point. Tyler, I feel like you're going to be a little bit more optimistic. Yep, I'll go three. I, I think the Red Sox get a little momentum going here. I, I think there's something to build on. I think the Twins just lost three out of four to the Tigers as well. So they're definitely not in the greatest place either. Uh, but it would be, you know, classic Red Sox, right? They're the team to get right against. But the Red Sox took two out of three earlier against them this year. I think they can build on that a little bit. I think we see the Red Sox win, you know, another series in a row. We'll see the up and downs, but... It'll be the first time we have consecutive series wins in a bit. I uh, I was kind of leaning more. Um, I was leaning more towards Coley's line of thinking there, mostly because I was looking it up earlier. The Red Sox have the second best offense at home this year, out of any big league team. Like, runs per game for teams when they play at home. The Red Sox are second in the big leagues. And they're, like, not that far off from what the Texas Rangers are. Like, they, they're they within striking distance of being the best offensive team when they play at Fenway. Uh, which shouldn't come as a big surprise. But judging based on how shitty they have been, like, they're, they have the best batting average at home of any team in baseball this year. Uh, but as far as runs per game go, 
they average 5.87 runs per game when they play at Fenway. Um, so they just leapfrog Tampa for that number two spot. So now that they're going on the road, it's like, yeah, they, they swept the Yankees and it looks like they flipped the switch, but what do they look like when they're on the road? And I can answer that question for you. The Red Sox, when they don't play at Fenway Park, go from the number two offense in baseball to the number 23 offense in baseball. It's good. Yes. So they are averaging 4.06 runs per game when they're not at Fenway. The teams that are worse than them offensively are the worst teams. The A's, the Cardinals, uh, the White Sox, the Brewers, okay, the Rockies, the Tigers, and the Royals. Like, those are just simply the worst fucking teams. Mm -hmm. So, as much as I want to pick three out of four, like, they should take three out of four. Twins aren't a good offense either. No, they're not. 19th in the big leagues this year. Yeah, they're not. And the Red Sox pitching has been cooking for a month. Which is a fair point. Two out of two feels much more likely, but I'm leaning optimistic. I think we're going to get at least another series of good play. Then you'll have your disappointment against the White Sox. Well, it's like they beat Joe Ryan last time, right? I they, don't know. He yeah. got a no decision, I think. But he, well, they, they, they won, won the game. game he started. That I, last year, I'm pretty sure he shoved it against us. Um, so I I kind of expect that this time out. Um, I don't think he. I don't think we're going to get to him twice. And they get that motherfucker Duran in the bullpen that throws the 103 yeah. mile an hour sinkers. He's a problem. Yeah, a if you problem. don't have if you don't have a lead late, you don't want to see that dude come out because no. he just no throws absolute fuzz. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do split. I'm gonna do split, and maybe that's playing it safe. But I mean, you look at those. If if it were at Fenway, if this were a four game set at Fenway, I'm taking three out of four. Like, if you're continuing the home cooking and coming off that sweep, if we were playing a four-game set against the Twins at Fenway, I'm taking three out of four. But because it's on the road, uh, I'm going to go split. Jake? I got the Red Sox taking all four for the sweep. (laughs) Okay! All right. Is this a classic sweep? Yeah. I I saw people want me to stick with a reverse sweep, and I understand that line of thinking, but... Like at the end of the day, we had to deal with the Red Sox. I said, prove me wrong. And the whole point of the reverse sweep was to send a message. So mm-hmm. that's what they did. They woke up, they fucking swept the Yankees. So I can't just come back and be mad at them. So they held up there under the bargain. We're going back to sweeps. Okay. What would it take for you to go back to the reverse sweep? I don't know if there's like a clear, defined line. I think it's more mm-hmm. just like a feel thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, that series against the Rockies was sort of felt like rock bottom and that that's what like tipped me off. But so it's going to take something like that would have to happen again. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. It's like when the government tried to define pornography and they just said, you know, it when you see it, that's, you know, it when you see it, that's Jake <laughs> with the reverse sweep. Yeah. Is that really what the government said? Yeah. Supreme court, not the government. Supreme Court said, you know porn when you see it. Hmm. 
Hell yeah. Well, um, okay. Those are the predictions are in. Congratulations to Justin Turner on his second Clark SketchUp Series MVP. Um, any final thoughts, Coley, on episode 100? No. Tyler? Since Coley is here, shout out Blaze Jordan. He's now gone deep in three out of his four last games, up to 10 homers in 58 games. OPS is well into the 900s. Still only 20 years old or his age 20 season. It's time for a promotion to double A. But uh, he's hitting. And yes, there's some concerning things. I know people are talking about the chase rate. Sox prospects hit on it. Still, he's not being challenged at the level anymore. It's time for a promotion. Mm. Okay. Jake's takes? Just can't wait to watch Brock hit dingers in the Bronx next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be sick. You guys have a real runs in April. You and you and Brock have a real chemistry, Jake. Yeah. Yeah, we should do a pod. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? Good talking to you, Jake. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, thank you to Brock Holt for showing up for episode 100. How mad are you going to be when I hire him? Because you didn't. I don't make those decisions. No. <laughs> I would love to have Brock here. Um, but uh, as, to quote Josh Beckett, I don't get paid to make those fucking decisions. Maybe we'll get him on too. That'd be good. Beckett? Mm-hmm. From the ranch. Yeah. Yeah, I wish we could have Brock here, but. <laughs> Just can't fit him in. Maybe maybe next year. Yeah, you gotta stay under the cap this year and then next year. Yeah, blow past the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday live from Arizona. Woo! Fucking getting on a plane tomorrow night, going to Arizona, doing the MLB Combine. Tuesday, Wednesday, and then because we have to do baseball is dead in the morning and name redacted at well, night. Well, actually, no. I probably could fly out Thursday night because it's a fucking day game, right? Yeah, like 140 or whatever. Yeah, maybe I'll look to switch my flight. Well, then you're kind of like, you're playing with fate. But yeah, I'm, I'm done with work. I'm done with doing MLB Network stuff on Wednesday, but I'm leaving Friday because I have to do two podcasts on Thursday and I don't have time to fly home. One ten start yeah. time. So I'll just be chilling in a fucking hotel room all day Thursday. Ugh. Hey, you know what? It's for the people. It's what the people want. It's what the people are going to get. So uh, it'll, be, it'll be a fun week. We're, we're, and we're excited and we're happy and we're gonna, we're gonna, it's going to be good. So we'll see you then. Buenas noches, amigos.